You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early all right, welcome to Blur Vision, world of the... Wait, I forgot what? it already. <laughs> Home of the good The world of DC. <laughs> welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, and news. We talk about it every week. I know I'm doing hand gestures right now <laughs> to remember. And so far, well, no, because we didn't talk last week, so... No, this like is the every, first week of every, 2021. Every other week. <laughs> <laughs> For now, until next week. <laughs> Even though right now we're on a weird schedule. We should be releasing Mondays, but we're, now we're like Thursdays. Oh, actually, I would like to hear from other people. Like, what, what, like, what, what, what doesn't matter? Because how many times did we change? Because before, remember, it was like Saturdays. Then it was like Fridays. Mm, true. Then it was Thursdays. Then it consistently, after it became you and I, it was then it was just Mondays, 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 Mondays. I prefer Mondays for my podcasts. Like, if I listen to the podcast, because it's like, ah, the week is starting anew. And I, like, I have like a whole list of new podcasts to listen to. That's me personally. What do you Do you have a preference? I'm unemployed. I don't care. <laughs> also, this is Michael. You didn't even say introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, hi. You didn't lock my door. Somebody could just walk up in here. Oh. <laughs> you ain't that popular. Sup, <laughs> guys. We are back for the first podcast of 2021. So bring the energy. Bring Happy the New Year. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Everybody seemed to enjoy our last episode. Like I said before, hopefully this year isn't the uh, Ramsey Bolton to Come 2020's Joffrey Baratheon. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> we got to start on a hopeful foot, okay? This is going to be the redemption for 2020. That's how I see it. For now, until some terrible shit happens, who knows? Okay. Well, we're still in a pandemic, so... <laughs> That's true. And we're saying you're wearing masks. Like, like nothing else bad can happen, yeah, Michael. Nothing, nothing, nothing's changed. Uh, and this week we're going to be talking about some things that we didn't get to talk about at the end of 2020, like Cobra Kai Season 3. Well, that just came out like a couple days ago. It came out the first, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was 2021. But more importantly, something that we need to discuss that we were both fans of for the first movie, but did that passion hold through for the second movie? We're going to be talking about Wonder Woman 84. I mean, Michael gave his little, uh, his thoughts... Uh, non-spoilery on our last podcast and <laughs> I sat there and I listened to all his bullshit lies. <laughs> weren't they lies? They weren't lies. They weren't lies. I'm pretty sure you agreed with me. But no, you just... well, well, at the time I didn't have a point of reference. I was just like, yeah, okay, that, that doesn't sound terrible. I mean, you know, it's very um, uh, Dick Donner, Superman, like camp. I, can, I, I love Power Rangers. I can deal with camp, but what Wonder Woman 84 did, uh, I don't know if I could do that level of camp. Uh, <laughs> We'll get into it when we get to the review. And I got some questions for you. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, watch that. I'm like, Michael needs the answer for this. <laughs> he made me believe it was going to be like campy and lighthearted and endearing. It was. <laughs> mm, was it though? It was very campy. I said that. <laughs> no, we'll talk about it. Um, and also Soul, we didn't get to talk about. Did you give your thoughts last week about Soul or no? I don't remember. I did not talk no. about Soul. 
Okay, so we'll Did just I, go over no, it. No, wait, no, 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 I didn't. No. And it's always right, you just told me off air that you watched it, but you didn't give a review. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll talk about it. Some black content on our podcast, and it's a podcast called Blurred Vision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into all that, we've got, well, no iTunes reviews, because people still think we're not back. <laughs> but we do have emails from you guys. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to well. Thank you guys for reaching out. Really appreciate all the feedback and the uh, words of support we've gotten since we came back. First email comes from uh, Khalif Topping. Y'all back? Just saw the episode pop up on my podcast app. Thanks for this Christmas gift. You are very welcome, welcome, Khalif. We're happy to be back. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Some funny side note. I tagged my girlfriend in one of my favorite Christmas songs, uh, Santa Give Me Hoes. I don't remember the guy's name that wrote it, but it's like the best Christmas song ever. Santa, give me ho, 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 hoes. Turns out girls don't like being called hoes. <laughs> so she was like, wait, you call me a ho? I'm like, no, no, it's a funny song. <laughs> I mean, that's, you should have you already figured that out already. Yeah, I'm not dumb. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not smart. <laughs> I'm a dumb man. Uh, next email comes from Dylan Eccles. You're back. And we back. And we back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back. For a second, I thought this would be the end of one of the greatest fandom podcasts of all fucking time. Wow. wow high praise. Seriously. <laughs> you guys are definitely part of my weekly routine. I've been missing. You've been, you've touched so many of your fans. We were at sounds dirty. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say. <laughs> <laughs> Blur version canceled. Man, I was literally just about to say, well, I don't know, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, we are grateful you're back. And as always, go beyond. Plus. Ultra! It's like Wonder Woman. Is it touching everybody? <laughs> Wait, did we never... Did we end before My Heart Academia season... What, what season? Yeah, because the last episode we reviewed was Gentle Criminal. Oh my god, was, I love... I was, cried I'm still, I'm still going after that. so hard in that fucking finale with Endeavor. We gotta talk about it. You watched it, right? Of course. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't remember what happened. <laughs> I do. I do because it was so fucking amazing. Uh... Maybe we'll get into it. I, I say that now, but by the time we get there, I'll be like, oh, chef, forgot to talk about <laughs> my academia. <laughs> but yeah, I fucking love that finale. So I'm like, what was this finale? <laughs> it was literally just the Endeavor. It was, oh, um, the, wait, the Endeavor episode? That was it. It oh, was literally was just finale. them, yeah. you know, with the, the new rankings for the top heroes, and they have lunch, and then immediately get attacked by the Nomu. Oh, okay. So that was that literally was the whole finale. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember now. It was so good. Anyway. Uh, but thank you, Dylan. Next email comes from. John Nash, welcome back. I miss y'all's podcast. More four-hour episodes, please. I literally just told Michael I'm hoping this episode is less than three hours, but we'll see. <laughs> Every time he says that, the episode is like seven hours. <laughs> Dude, it's without fail. Whenever we have nothing to talk about, we talk for like nine hours. <laughs> uh, Diego Bendena, podcast advice. Hey, guys, it's me again, writing this in hopes that it'll convince you guys to stay and keep doing a podcast. Uh, and also to ask for a little podcast help of my own. Oh, my and my friend. Oh, me and my friend have been wanting to start a podcast during quarantine, and we're both giant comic book and anime nerds. Both of us are generally nobodies on social media. Everybody's a somebody, bro. So I was just wondering if you had some advice to give me, uh, and what type of mics and editing stuff do y'all use? Uh, I'm probably asking for a lot of info, but any advice I can get for two wannabe podcasts, uh, podcasters. 
Thanks. Keep it up. And don't let 2020 fuck you hard. Well, 2020 did fuck me hard, but we're here anyway. <laughs> with, with no lube. With no lube. <laughs> What's that? That meme made the tears I cry in 2020 lube Be, the cheeks yeah, I clap. the cheeks <laughs> I clap. Yeah. I'm like, that's inspirational. <laughs> um... I mean, I'll send you over exactly what we use, bro, because it's not like a, a secret. We use, like, very basic, uh, a portable handy recorder for uh, our actual recording, and then the mics are just USB mics. I get them all off Amazon. So I'll send you the info. And, I mean, my best advice, maybe, for podcasts? Just start. Start and be consistent, unlike us. <laughs> yeah. As long as you keep going and you put in the hard work, you never really fail. Hard work is its own reward. It sounds cheesy, but it's true. And they're also trying not to, granted, it's easier said than done, especially coming from me, who's over analytical, but <laughs> also try not to judge yourself when you begin because... <laughs> it says the guy who literally judges himself. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I just said, <laughs> coming from me. Yeah. But because in the beginning, with any, with any work that you do, it's going to be not terrible, but your beginnings are not going to be as good as where you started. So like when I go back and listen to my very first episode, like when I was reviewing John Wick... I was like, you sound so nervous. <laughs> and we, I was. We, we sound low energy. Yeah. That's really what it is. It just sounds like, hey, guys, what's up? Hey. And plus, I was nervous. This was the first time I've ever done yeah. anything like this before. But then fast forward, what, three three plus years later, or even going back to looking at my first YouTube video, like when I first put myself on camera, and not the way, not even just my energy and the way I was talking and how nervous I was, but then the production quality, the lighting, all of that stuff. I'm just like, oh, this looks terrible. Mm -mm -mm -mm. But then jump to now. Granted, it's not like the greatest, but it looks way better than it I did. Think it looks good. Than it did when I first started. Yeah. I so. mean, the, what's the phrase? The uh, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. So, yeah, that's really good advice. Just start. Yeah. Start and keep on stepping. Next email comes from Nick Hidalgo, the return of the almighty podcast. Hiya, Jordan Michael, super here, or super Iron Halo, usually in the iTunes reviews, aka the guy who always criticizes you guys for not remembering or forgetting names. Oh, that's me. Glad to have you guys back in action. It was honestly a breath of fresh air to hear you guys again the day after Christmas. I hope you had a safe and happy new year when you read this. Oh, we did. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Uh, for some... Uh, for some quick corrections and misquotes, the thing Baymax... Oh, I love these. I love when people go back or our previous episode and like correct things or like give us notes on things. Um, for some quick corrections and misquotes, the thing Baymax says in Big Hero 6 is, Hello, I am Baymax, your personal healthcare companion. That was it. Remember, we couldn't figure out, like, what was his thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I was like, I knew he's a healthcare person or whatever. He had like a cute like catchphrase, but I didn't remember it. Uh, as well as he's built with, to quote Tadashi, Hero's brother who invented him, he was a non-threatening, huggable design. Big Hero 6 came in 2014 when the series Baymax comes out in 2020, uh, 2022. It would be eight years since we last saw the character, not counting the Big Hero 6, the series, which premiered in 2017, which most normies don't, as Jordan calls them. <laughs> uh, as for the geeky email, I'm really excited for Andor and Rangers of the New Republic, personally. Andor seems like an amazing spy series and takes place before Rogue One. Oh, that's the thing with um, the dude from Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, Cassian Andor. Mm, yeah. Uh, so that's the new like naming convention for movies and shows is to take their last name. That's. <laughs> I'm still just like who cares? Like, wasn't this subject thing called Picard? Like he's dead. Like who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't that interesting. Yeah, no, he wasn't. <laughs> um, if anything, it should have been the uh, the forces with whatever the shit was. Yeah, the freaking Donnie Lin yeah. Donnie Yen character. But no, racist. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> no, he's Latino. He's Latino. So. Oh. 
Still. Where was I? Runs the New Republic to me sounds like it's going to be a show about the New Republic trying to reestablish order in the galaxy in the gigantic power vacuum left behind from the Empire. Yeah, something we they touch nothing on in the new uh sequel trilogy sequel trilogy like yeah. what is the state of the republic we still don't know. movie to we movie still don't still know. Like, yeah what, what the fuck is what's going world? on with coruscant <laughs> how many free worlds are there <laughs> like how does this work um allowing for characters such as cara dune gianna crano Cobb vamp uh timothy oliphant to make that lawmaker kind of vibe maybe we get characters part of the rangers that are more questionable in their methods of enforcing the law that could give rise to the First Order if Filoni wants to connect. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that they quietly reboot the universe with those shows. Yeah. Um, I'm not too And it's worried. sad because I do love Poe and Finn. I love them in Force Awakens. Yeah. That's really it. That's all I have left. Because <laughs> think about it. Did you even like their characters or the relationships in last jedi or rise of skywalker i'm talking about the characters not what they ended up not what they ended up doing with the characters so force awakens <laughs> <laughs> uh if anything i see uh him taking on a minor role for the rangers and he could do both comedy and serious great as he's amazing as the father in kim's convenience my nose is i need to blow my nose well i can't tell because you're wearing a mask <laughs> anyways that's my analysis you guys hope you read it if not still love you guys except for jordan what I'm still sour over Logan's spoilers on Instagram in 2017. <laughs> Wait, well, but what other guys then? Because you said I love you guys, well, but not Jordan. Well, you're the royal we then. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Like, 2017, bro, come on. <laughs> uh, kidding, but I'll keep. I'll be keeping a keen ear out to connect. Oh, to, to correct you guys or yell at you for not remembering something on my walks or drives to get groceries. Love you guys, your favorite details man, and Mr. Corrections. Maybe get me a spot on the show, eh? A little joking. Oh, man, thank you so much for the uh, the email, Nick. And I, I really appreciate the corrections and all your insight into our conversations. Um, next email comes from Jordan Anderson. Ah, fellow Jordan. For the love of God, please, please keep going with the podcast. I've missed this so much. As a buff black guy living in New York City, also named Jordan, with a cat, this is the only place I feel seen. Are you me? <laughs> buff black guy. It's like uh, the, in Last Jedi where she sees like the, the never-ending reflections of herself. That's this guy. <laughs> That's me and him right now. Send, send us a photo. It would be you, so you weird. Have, you, have, you have a little afro and glasses? Yeah. You have a little high-top afro. <laughs> what kind uh, of cats do you have? <laughs> yeah, send pictures. Uh, da, da, da. How do you spell your name? How do, how no, do you, you. How do he spell Joe? Uh, yeah, no, you. you. The U is very odd. The, yeah, my never told a story on the air. So he's, he's like the Ben Riley to your Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I might be the reveal to be the clone because like the U is just weird. But my mom wanted to give me. I'm half Puerto Rican, half black. But my mom wanted to give me a French name, but she didn't go all the way with it. So she stopped halfway. It was gonna be Jordan. Jordan? No, Jordan with an I. It was gonna be J O U R D A I N. Jordan. Can you imagine that? Uh, that's weird. It is weird. <laughs> so instead, she was just like, eh, I'll just make Jordan with a U. Jordan. Yeah. So the U is for unique. That's what I what I say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, my mother wanted to name me Brandon. That doesn't even match. <laughs> my father's like, you ain't naming my son that white shit. I'm like, but Michael. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> Mike was an angel. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Whether it's oh, I've tried starting my own podcast in the past nine months, but it's not the same. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, it's not the same. Whether it's once a week or once a month, I need that blurred vision, baby. Scratch his neck like a crackhead. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jordan. I appreciate that coming from a fellow Jordan. Um, and yeah, hopefully we're gonna keep this going. Everybody, I, it's, it feels like. Um, Notice how every time he talks about keeping it going, he doesn't sound one hundred percent. Because he's like, hopefully. Well, we'll keep- I'm keep. I'm looking at the track record, man. I'm not. <laughs> well, no, it, it is true because they are talking about there being another lo- a lockdown. I don't even mean that. I just mean oh. our track record of not recording for like nine months. <laughs> well, part of it, it started because of coronavirus. Yeah, and I don't. They're, and they're talking about the be another lockdown coming once Biden takes. That's my fear. Takes control because it's starting. It's getting worse. I mean, like, didn't there are like no down? hospital beds in California. Like the whole state, hospital beds are at capacity. So it's just yeah, it's like it's it's, it's going up in New Jersey. Didn't Kelly get locked down like yesterday? Uh, I thought so. that's what I heard. That I'm not sure about. Oh. But yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like this is very Last Jedi where it's the, the fucking no no Last Jedi. It's very and, like and Dragon then, Ball Z where everybody's putting their hands up trying to give us energy. Yeah, and it's like eh, I don't know if I can beat Boo, you guys. But then also, <laughs> no promises. Uh, then also go on my analogy about this being the uh, Ramsey <laughs> Ramsey Bolton the Joffrey Baratheon. Like we have a new sh- a super strain of coronavirus that was that was in UK, but now it's over here in America. It was in Colorado. It was in Colorado. In now I think I saw us in uh, New York. Yeah. Oh, I saw New York. I saw New York. I saw I saw Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, well, I saw New York. Oh, well, shit. So, <laughs> and that's exactly what happened last time with the coronavirus. Where it was like, yeah, I heard that was in China. I heard that was in the states now. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's outside. It's not. It's not in the door. <laughs> that's, that's one of the downfalls about being a global. It's kind of how the uh, virus spread in fucking Planet of the Apes. A pilot got it, and he flew mm. to another country, and then it spread. <laughs> That's why I just know if there was a zombie apocalypse for real, we fucked. Yeah, it'd be over. Fucked. Like <laughs> if if people with Corona was literally chasing you down the street, it'd be over. Like in a day. But anyway, that terrible dark future yeah. aside. <laughs> Hopefully we'll become weekly again. Uh, next email comes from Jeff Tops. Uh, holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Now, holy shit though. Holy shit though. Now that I got that freak out of the way, I just want what? I got that freak out of the way. Was he masturbating while he was there? <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> I just wanted to email in to let you know how excited I was to hear you guys podcasting again after so long. It's been way too long. Jordan and Michael are back. Well, I hope you guys are I hope you guys are, because you guys were for sure a hit every week. I hope this makes it uh, you guys I hope this makes it you guys. Have a great and wonderful new year. I hope you guys are back, like actually back. See, see, even they know. <laughs> hope you're back, like really back, <laughs> like not 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 the playback for real back. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> um, let's see. Next email. Oh, our old pal Xavier Sutton. Return of the Mac. Return, return of the Mac. Welcome back, guys. Glad to see my favorite podcast make a return. It was like my Christmas present. This email won't be long, but I'll ask this: 2020 was a dumpster fire. But what was something good that happened this year? I believe it is important to appreciate the good things, no matter how how big or small it is. That is all for me. Welcome back and stay nerdy, my blurries, and go beyond plus ultra. P.S. I finally watched My Academia, so now I can say that with context. Oh, sweet. So now you can appreciate how amazing that show is. So what was one thing that good happened in 2020? Funny enough, I just posted uh, like right before last year ended. 
I posted something like that. Literally the same thing. I was like, 2020 was a terrible year. So many deaths, people losing their jobs, people losing their health care, a lot of yada, yada, yada. But hopefully something good happened to you in 2021 that you could more so reflect on that as mm. opposed to all the negative because it's way easier, especially, again, coming from me. One of my <laughs> one of my New Year's resolutions for 2021 is to be more positive. Mm. Which Is that why you like 84 so much? I'm, <laughs> which I'm still not working, which I'm still... <laughs> but shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I was saying, I posted that one good thing that uh, happened to me in 2021 is just basically the the continuing growth of my uh, YouTube channel mm. and how this year, mostly because of Lovecraft Country, because that was like my most popular thing that I've done, got me to the point that I was able to monetize my uh, videos. Nice, nice. And I'm almost, uh, by the end of the year, by, my goal for this year is to hit 3,000 subs. I'm almost there, so I'm at like 2,800. Your goal for this year is 3,000? No, 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 this month. Oh, okay. I was like, you're going to make it for sure. Then. <laughs> no, this month is to oh, okay. hit, hit 3,000, because I'm only like 200 away. Okay. So that's a... That's a positive. Yeah. I mean, just in general, I feel like just making it through 2020, if you're able to take some lessons from like going through those struggles, like if nothing else, you've got perseverance. You know what I'm saying? And if, what 2020 gave me, I think, was greater insight into the things I want. And it made me realize like what doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so much of noise that's in your life that tells you like you should do this, you should do that. But ultimately, I think everyone in their heart kind of knows and can feel what they truly love and are passionate about. And if you can pursue that, um, then I think you've won in life. So I think that's kind of where I'm at now, especially with Unworthy. Um, I guess if I were to name one thing, it's it's that we were able to drop episode three in 2020. And that since then, like that's really been the thing that made Unworthy blow up in the community, I think. One and two did well, but three made it like a, oh, this is like a series series. Like people will actually are like following the story and love the characters. More so than like, it's not a real show, you guys, but you guys treat it like it's a real show. I really appreciate that. <laughs> So I just and I'm really appreciative um, to the people that support us and the community at large that really embrace the series. Um, they're gonna scrap Power Rangers like as it is on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, they, 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 yeah. I mean, Netflix are they're scrapping it this month. But I was gonna say in two years they're just completely like scorching the earth. They're, doing, they're pulling a Kylo Ren, let the past die, and it's gonna they're rebooting the series, and they want to like build it from the ground up, American. So they're basically just dropping all their legacy seasons and all the attachments to the prior shows. That's why if you've seen online, this is me just guessing, but I think that's why JDF, the guy who played Tommy, he's doing his own thing now with making his own Power Rangers S series called Legend of the White Dragon. But can he do that? Like, isn't that illegal? Like, it's not his. No. Well, no, he's not doing Power Rangers. Oh. He's, he's, it's, it's, it's Power Rangers inspired, but it's anything that involves trans... It's, it's a, Power Rangers and anything like Power Rangers is its own classification of a genre in Japan. It's called tokusatsu. Mm -hmm. So anything that involves a costumed hero falls into that category. So it's not technically ripping off Power Rangers because Power Rangers ripped off Sentai, which ripped off Kamen Rider, which ripped off like uh, heroes before that. So it's not as long as he's not calling it Power Rangers Legend of the White Dragon, he's good. But I think that's why he's even moving away from Power Rangers because he sees the writing on the wall that eventually Hasbro is going to want to just throw out all that old stuff, including, and he's the poster child. He's the face of that entire old legacy of Power Rangers. You hear that Lucasfilm? You should probably go that route too with the sequel trilogy. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. I mean, Disney did that with the legend stuff. 
They're just like, no, nope, throwing it out. But then they're bringing it back in. <laughs> well, Dave Filoni brought it back in, and John Favreau brought it back in with the Mandalorian, which is a smarter play. I saw some dumb shit where somebody was like, you know what the problem with Star Wars is? Some some person that made Star Wars, the the new stuff. I think it might have even been uh, Kathleen Kennedy, but it's like the problem is we're not working from like some um some some text that's already been written out like a comic or Marvel. Oh yeah, she said she she Kathleen Kennedy said that she was like, there's no blueprint. Yeah, it was like uh, uh you threw yeah. it out. <laughs> there was a blueprint. People like that blueprint, and you toss it out for no real reason. <laughs> and yeah. it shows you that when. Like, that the fans do appreciate that when Dave Filoni and John Favreau can bring it back and they're like, hell yeah. And it just made the series better. It gave a richness to that universe that the sequel trilogy didn't have. Mario, this thing have cat hair in it? <laughs> no, that's a brand new mask I brought just for you, you son of a I'm bitch. Like, why is my nose still running? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a used mask. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for the, uh, the email. Uh, and I think this might be our last email. No, we got a few more. Next email comes from Christopher Burns. Nigga, he's blowing his nose. Gross. Nigga, we made it. <laughs> Bro, blurs. I miss y'all terribly. We never agree on anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Most of the time. Bringing that back. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's why I love listening to you guys. I often find myself thinking, am I weird? You'll both give amazing criticism and different perspectives on things I often like or love. And though I'll agree with you both, I still find myself going, yeah, but I still like it. Hey, man, it's fine. Uh, I'm one of those blurs, and I've, and I've stopped fighting it ever since. Seriously, though, thank you for coming back, and I hope it continues on. Stay nerdy, my bloody. I mean, thank you, Christopher. And also, I feel like, love what you love, bro. If we have criticism or something, and you can acknowledge those criticisms but still love it, more power to you. Yeah. In the same way that if someone was criticizing Power Rangers and said all the shit about Power Rangers that is totally true, like how childlike it is and cringy it is sometimes and the acting isn't that great and the action sometimes isn't that great and there's a lot of problems with Power Rangers <laughs> but I still love it that's how I felt about Wonder Woman <laughs> well, no, you I, son I, of a I, I don't want to say I loved it but <laughs> yeah I'm about to say it like wait that's <laughs> I didn't love it <laughs> oh I can't wait to get into this conversation um, next email comes from Michael Lopez and we back oh my fucking god brothers I am so glad y'all finally got over your beef just kidding <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a running theme. I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Avatar has every right to disappear for 100 years as long as they come back. That's, that's hilarious. So I'm glad that Team Avatar has returned to the podcasting world. For real, it's been tough not having you all around, and I'm really glad that you have returned. I totally agree with the Rise of Skywalker review and appreciate your opinions, even when I don't agree. You guys are the blurred vision with an emphasis on the... Thanks for everything that you do. Please come back and stay in the world... Stay in the words of text... What? We need you right now. Stay in the words of text. That's what he wrote. What? And stay in the words of text. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't even know what that quote is. We need you right now. Is that Leia? No. That's not Leia. No. But either way, yeah. I appreciate it. And I'm glad, again, that even though people don't agree with the things we say, that they still listen and still enjoy the show. That's, that's pretty amazing. Especially when like people like this that haven't listened for months because we haven't been around still come back and go, yeah, I never agree with anything you said, but... I still like you guys. <laughs> like, thank you. At least it's not toxic. You guys are wrong. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck your life. True. Fuck your unborn children. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Attack of the Clones is from Damien. Uh, wait, what? So you guys must have never seen the Phantom Minutes. Talk about pointless. The best thing in that movie was Darth Maul, and George Lucas still managed to fuck that up. Damn. Duel of the Fates was pretty awesome, but couldn't redeem that disastrous film. I think Phantom Menace is better than Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I mean, without going into details about exactly what he didn't like, 
Did you see that behind the scenes on The Mandalorian where Dave Filoni kind of talks about um, the the prequel trilogy yeah. and, and overall how it, it tells this beautiful story about Anakin falling to the dark side and things being destined? And, and then the importance of why would duel of the fates. Yeah, I never the, even knew that. Yeah, the fate of this kid. Yes! I'm like, that's why it's called Duel of the... I never even... like. It just sounded like a cool name for a, a song. But you never yeah. really think about, like, did he have that level... And I believe it, that George Lucas had that level of foresight to name that song that because he knew going into it that that battle between Darth Maul, uh, Obi-Wan, and Qui-Gon Jinn was a battle for Obi-Wan, no, Obi-Wan, a uh, battle for Anakin's soul going into the rest of the series. And it's like, and that's why they brought it back in Revenge of the Sith where Obi-Wan's fighting Anakin because his fate is sealed. It's like, oh, oh, it's so good. Yeah, because if Qui-Gon lived to raise Anakin, Anakin would have never went to the dark side. Yeah. That's fucking, you never really think about that when you look back on that story. It's like, of course, that's why he does seem like the kind of Jesus figure within the Jedi. Seeing that, and I didn't appreciate it back then, that he was outside of, and they make a point in the story that he's an outside member of the council because he sees the downfall of the Jedi losing their way because of politics and becoming too big. And it's like, oh shit. Like I keep saying, Hate the prequel trilogy if you want to, but fuck if George Lucas did not and, have a plan. And, and it also kind of goes to show, like, despite how much reverence we have for Yoda, Yoda's a failure. He is a failure. Yeah, yeah Yoda was wrong. And he only realized that too late. Yeah. In Attack of the Clones, too he was late. like, shit, did we fuck up? <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I don't know. And the farther we get away from the sequel trilogy, I just keep doubling back on that statement that I feel like I, I appreciate the, the prequel trilogy more and more. Mm-hmm. Fuck the dialogue. It just has a great overarching story that has purpose. Things yeah. happen for reasons. And I think the Clone War, I think it really is Dave Filoni, the Clone War. Because I think the, the problem with George Lucas is when you think about the original trilogy, like, yeah, he's probably great coming up with the story, but he shouldn't direct it. He's not a, I don't even think, maybe not directing either, but I feel like he's great at story and concept, but he's bad at writing character dialogue and interactions. Because, like, the original trilogy was not done by him. Except I think the first, only A New Hope was. But yeah. then the other two, which people consider the best ones, uh, uh, Empire and Return, and then and he Return also of the had, Jedi. He had less control. So, like, people, like, are, there's so many stories about actors changing dialogue on those three original movies. And if you had let George Lucas have full control in those movies, they would not be as loved as they are now. I- iconic lines like Han Solo telling Leia, I know, instead of just, I love you. A basic ass, like, it, originally in the script, it was just going to be, I love you. He's going to be like, I love you too. That's, that's nothing. But him just saying, I know, is iconic. And mm-hmm. that's, that was from uh, Harrison Ford. And that happened so many times in the prequel trilogy. I mean, uh, the, sequ- uh, the original trilogy. <laughs> too many trilogies! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry for that Star Wars rant. But yeah, definitely, I think Attack of the Clone. Oh, yeah, dialogue is so... You want it? Wait. Uh, what? I'm trying to think of... Uh... A line from 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 the movie. They're all they're bad, but they're also quotable. It, but to me, the Jedi are evil. Yeah. <laughs> and like that line is stupid, but then when you think about it, it does make sense because in Anakin's mind, they're evil because they've always been pulling him down. Every step of his life, they either were shunning him, ruling were, my empire. Yeah, they were they distrusted they distrusted him, and then ultimately, even his turn to the dark side. It wasn't. Even, I, I even appreciate the turn to the dark side he had and it wasn't 
like a quick turn like I thought it was when I first watched Virginia Sith. Like, what? He went from being a good guy to a bad guy in that one moment. Just like, fuck it. All right, I'm evil now. I will Although do it was, a, it, it was a little bit of that. Like, for him to go, it's one thing to slowly start to 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 divide to or to change your morals. But he's still like instantly like, okay, I don't I'm going to go from saving people. Now I'm just going to go kill him. No, 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 no. But that's the thing. I don't think he did change his morals. I think that's why there's that scene where you sh- they show him after he kills the kids and he's like, he, he's at Mustafar. He's crying. And I think it's because, again, it's not in the story unless you look at it full context and actually break it down. But uh, Palpatine literally told him to gain the power to save the one you love. You must be strong on the dark side. And what does that mean? You gotta go do some evil shit, bro. You gotta get those yellow eyes. And he did get those yellow eyes after he killed those kids. I don't think he wanted to do any of that, but after he was put in position, it's now Star Wars podcast, <laughs> but he was put in position where he had no choice. Because if you go back and rewatch Revenge of the Sith, so said I'm like I'm like championing Revenge of the Sith now. <laughs> but if you go back and rewatch it, there's that moment where Palpatine is being about to be struck down by Mace Windu. And even in that moment, First of all, Anakin called the Jedi to come take Palpatine down, even when Palpatine told him straight up, like, I'm the Emperor. He didn't go, now I'll serve you. He was like, fuck you, you're the Emperor. Hey guys, fuck him up. But he was, but he knew that the Emperor had the information to save Padme. That was his biggest goal. So all he wanted was for Palpatine to be arrested. That way he can get the information he needed at Palpatine later. But what did Mace Windu say? He's too dangerous to be left alive. And in that moment where he's about to strike down Palpatine, and keep in mind, in that moment, Mace Windu represents the Jedi are wrong. He is judge, jury, and executioner in that moment. That ain't the way of the Jedi. You don't just kill people because it's like, nah, fuck justice and, and the court systems that we, we built up and fucking talk well, about as if yes it's and law. Yes, because at the same time, they do he's, t- like he's their, their duty is to take out the Sith. Yes. And also, he, he makes a good point that he says he controls the Yeah, he the controls Senate. the entire... Not, not just the Sith. He's the, no, sen- no, the Senate. I am the Senate. Yeah, so, yeah. You like, it's like, you think of real life. You yeah, lock Trump. him up, he's going to get out. Yeah, he's Trump. Yeah, and he Trump could, he could basically pardon himself. Exactly. So, it's, it's not like it's, 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 it's crazy what Mace Windu's doing. You understand why he has to kill the... And then also, Dave Filoni said, like... Because somebody asked, what would have happened if Mace Windu actually killed Palpatine? And, his, and he said, yeah, he ultimately would have went uh, the Sith or whatever. The rule of the Sith would ultimately be over. But Mace Windu would have went to jail for life because he killed mm. the Emperor. But yeah, and, he knew, and he knew what he, he knew that this was the fate that he was uh, resigning himself to. But then ultimately, there's still people under mm. Palpatine that could have rose, rose up. So, yeah, you got rid of the main Sith, but you didn't really change that much because there's no proof that Palpatine was a yeah. Sith Lord. He wasn't right for doing it, but you also understand where he's coming from when he does do it. It's like the tragedy of that moment because when Mace Windu goes to strike down the Emperor, Anakin has a choice in that moment. Does he let Mace Windu kill the only possible way to save Padme? And then on top of that, you got all that other shit that's been happening with Anakin. Yeah, Mace Windu chastised Anakin for doing the exact same thing Mace Windu was doing to Palpatine. Yeah, and every step of the about, way... Yeah, about not being a judge, jury, and that's not the Jedi way. Yeah, and so he, in Anakin's mind, he knows the Jedi are hypocrites. He knows the Jedi have been oppressive. He knows the Jedi aren't as good as they make it seem like they are because he's, he knows that they've been unfair to him. So in that moment, he's got a split-second decision to make. And he, what decision does he make? It's in the heat of the moment. It's a, it's a, it's a act of passion. He cuts off Mace Windu's hand, and that gives Palpatine. Not, it's not like he... Anakin killed him. That was just me trying to stop him from killing the Emperor. In that moment, the Emperor sees the opportunity and killed Mace Windu. And now, what are you going to do? 
you're an accomplice to killing one of the main Jedi of the Jedi Order. No, though he's not dead. He's not dead. <laughs> Whatever. But in that moment, you know, Anakin's like, fuck, I, now I have no choice. I have to side with you. And then what, he gets told right after that to save Padme, you got to become evil. You got to become more evil. And that's, so that's why he goes, that's why it seems like he flips on a dime, but really it's a decision that's been building up that entire prequel trilogy and culminates in that split second decision that fucks Anakin's life forever. And that's relatable as fuck. How many times have we been in situations where you make a decision in the moment, not because it's maybe the best decision to make, but because you have no other choice? You know what I'm saying? Although I do feel like one thing that about Star Wars, as much as I do enjoy it, that I do criticize, is I do feel like it's way too black and white with the terms of good and evil. That's why I really like, like I, re I really hope they would have followed through with the theme in Last Jedi. Like, oh yeah, lightning is a dark side power, but it's like, no, what if you use it for good? Like, yeah. or, or uh, force choking is considered a dark side power, but it's like, but you're, if you're force choking a villain, is it really dark side? Like, y'all yeah. kill people all the time with your lightsaber. How is that not a dark side? But see, that's even another thing. Or, I feel like or like hatred and stuff. Like, sometimes hatred is useful. But see, that's the problem with the Jedi. Their order is, is incorrect because it's not even that it's evil. It's that those those skills require emotion. And to the Jedi, all emotions are bad. Yeah, and even that, like not being able to fall in love and all that other stuff. That's, yeah, it's terrible. It's, like, so you can totally see the downfall. The, the shit that Ryan Johnson had Luke Skywalker say in The Last Jedi isn't wrong. And it could have been spun to make the sequel trilogy way more complex and layered and really made sense out of all that prequel trilogy stuff. Yeah. But then Rice Scopper was like, nah, fuck and, and no, it's not, it's, it's, it's not wrong. And that's because if you even look at the extended universe, cause I've been doing a little bit more reading about the extended universe. Cause I remember I was saying, I knew nothing. I'm well, not, not, I didn't, I didn't know nothing, but I didn't know that much. But like, even when Luke was rebuilding the Jedi order after a uh, return of the Jedi in the expanded universe, the Jedi that he was creating, he allowed them to get married and have loved ones. He wanted yeah. them to be more of the world and interact with all these people in the Republic yes. instead, of the, instead of the Jedi just being this ethereal force that some people probably never even heard of. Mm -hmm. But now they're actually going into communities and actually helping as opposed to just, oh, I see Sith here. That's the only reason I'm on this planet. Yeah. But then after that, I'm dipping off how and can never going to see be, me again. How can you be a good protector if you don't have an attachment to the people you're protecting? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make sense. But And that's why... But the whole thing about Jedi is no attachment. But that's no why attachment. Jedi, when, when Luke Skywalker and the last Jedi said that the Jedi Order needs to end, it would have made so much sense if they just did the whole concept of we're making a new order and they're called the Skywalkers. And they're, they're people that can walk both sides but do good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... But they just threw all that shit away. <laughs> anyway, Star Wars rant is over. <laughs> but thanks again for the email, Damien. Uh, our last email. One, one, one last thing. Because I'm like, oh. even thinking about, because again, Dave Filoni was talking about this. He was like, yeah, if Qui-Gon Jinn was still alive, Anakin would have felt. Look at this email. This is, is, this is, is, is that from what's his name? <laughs> no, this is Michael Lopez. It's, it's uh, Star Wars related, but goddamn, it's an essay, bro. <laughs> okay, what are you saying? I'm sorry. But I was going to say, even if Qui-Gon was still alive, uh, Anakin would have felt comfortable confiding about his love yeah. for Padme. And he kept asking the other Jedi uh, people in the council. And everybody was just like, deal with it, bro. Just, just mind your emotions. Like, what? That's not advice? <laughs> but then you get to the Clone Wars, you find out Obi-Wan had a love or whatever. Granted, he ended up letting her go, but still. Mm -hmm. And uh, then not only just that, but like uh, Dave Filoni was talking about how, you know, the difference between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And how, how he mentioned like when Obi when he first saw Obi-Wan and when Qui-Gon wanted to, I mean 
when Qui-Gon wanted to pick up Anakin, Anakin, I mean, Obi-Wan referred to him as just another useless life form. Like, like yeah, I felt like we just yeah. picked up another useless life form. And it's like, yeah, he eventually came around to love Anakin, but that's more of a brother love, and Anakin yeah. needed a father, and that's what Qui-Gon was. And then it all goes back to the whole concept of Star Wars, which is family. It all goes back to family in Star Wars. It's not about, it's not about the giant wars, Rise of Skywalker, you got that totally wrong. It's about the family core. And like that's really you're right. And if Anakin had a father figure, just like later the it, it's a, it's a poem. It rhymes. Luke needed a father figure. So that's, and that's ultimately what turned Anakin back to the light side. Although part of me is like, but Qui Gon learned how to be a Force Ghost. Why did he never come to Anakin as bro, a Force Ghost? Yo, bro. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't say George Lucas was the perfect writer. <laughs> These rules make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so real quick, let's, let's read this last email from Michael Lopez. Cause it's about Star Wars. Dark Saber and Star Wars. I respect your critiques on Star Wars film and TV franchise right now. I agree that it's easier to appreciate the prequel series. Oh, exactly what we're talking about right now. So he's going to love this part of that yeah. part of the segment. And it has a newfound respect. But you have to know that the work of Filoni and Clone Wars, such Rebels, especially Mando, and even to an extent the new Abrams movies, weak T as the last one was, has strengthened the meaning of the prequels and the whole story. Yes. I can agree with that to some yeah, extent. Yeah, I, 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 I think I said that. Some elements of the sequel trilogy strengthen the prequels. Well, well no, the, the Clone Wars, I'm thinking more so than the sequel. Yeah, definitely the Clone Wars. That's why... Uh, sequel uh, trilogy, uh, Just to wrap up the talk about J uh, Dave Filoni, I feel like he's the type of person that is a true heir or apprentice your Star Wars terms, a true apprentice to George Lucas. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He studied under Lucas. Yeah, and he's got the same passion and insight. Like, the level of insight he had in that interview or that little documentary thing in, about Mando, mm -hmm. that was... Like, I've never heard someone talk about the prequels like that. And it's like, that makes so much sense. Why wouldn't you give that guy the job? That's what, that's <laughs> what I was saying. He's, I, don't, I don't necessarily know, like, his business acumen, so maybe he's not the perfect person to run the business side of Lucasfilm. But I'm like, in terms of all the creative aspects he's of Star Kevin Wars, Feige. Yeah, he needs to run that. Yeah, he gets it. On well, Kevin Feige level. also runs the business too. So, so. even his what he was talking about in the in that same thing about um, Star Wars needs to be about hope, and it's important to give kids that hope. And I think about the fucking Last Jedi. I'm like, yeah, that that didn't have that much hope. In it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, you should have been running this whole shit, bro. Oh, back to uh, Michael's email. Uh, some of the frustrations are based on misunderstandings of the lore, so let me clear some shit up so you can enjoy it better. You said that Bo-Katan didn't want to receive the Darksaber, and out of the fight, which contradicts what happened before, because Sabine didn't fight for the Saber. This is incorrect. Michael, you said this. This is your, your thing. Uh, yes, you are right that Sabine found the lightsaber on Darthamir with Ezra, and afterwards she did start training with it. But unlike Bo-Katan, Sabine became the rifle wielder of the Darksaber after defeating Imperial Viceroy Gar Saxon in a duel in which she used Ezra's green lightsaber and fought against the Darksaber to win it by s making Saxon yield. Also, Sabine was the heir of the Vizza clan and Death Watch. Ter Vizsla, of oh, these names, a Jedi from Old Republic created the Darksaber, so it's different than Bo-Katan's legacy, who is the new Mandalore peaceful side of history. Oh, on the new Mandalore peaceful side of history. Toward the end of Rebels, Sabine gave the Darksaber to Bo-Katan, but it took agreement from all the clans and the Sabine to make Bo the leader. Hmm. Clearly based on where we are now during the Mando show, after this great purge we know very little about, she lost the Saber to the Empire, and with the Mandos being scattered like this, wielding weapons she didn't win, is not going to rock to make her the leader again. 
So that should make the next stage interesting with Bo coming from New Mandalore Legacy and Din Djarin being a foundling immigrant Mandalorian raised by what seems to be the Death Watch offshoot. So this scene with Bo-Katan, Moff Gideon, and Mando makes perfect sense with that complicated history. No disrespect, because that's a lot of work to keep up with the lore. Yeah, word. That's a lot. I, how many <laughs> different like, things what? you have to watch or read to know what the fuck is going on? It's also probably Star Wars. Just like, the lore is everywhere. Yeah. And it's hard to... You need somebody like this to put it all in a line. Even somebody, even somebody like Cobb Vamp, they introduced in the book. Oh, if wow. you didn't read the book, <laughs> you're going to be like, who the fuck is this? Uh, finally, y'all said... That these Jedi ain't showing up during the fall of the Empire battles, but here is the truth about the last remaining Jedi, and why it still makes sense that Yoda says, the last of the Jedi you will be. Ezra, after... Oh, technicality. Here we go. Ezra, <laughs> Ezra after Rebels, is lost in space with the weird-ass Force-sensitive space whales. I bet somebody's going to be like, Ahsoka says she's not a Jedi. She's still a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> she's still practicing Jedi ideals. If you got a lightsaber in the Force, you're a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not, you might not necessarily be in the Order, particularly, but you're still practicing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She can still train Luke, is all I'm saying. Uh, he may not be positioned to come through for Luke. Ahsoka, first, she is a Force user, but not, here you go, yeah. but not a Jedi from Yoda's council anymore so Yoda wouldn't claim her plus it's his fault she left also Ahsoka does help the early rebellion and rebels show but she is lost after fighting Vader in a Sith temple we don't know where she was maybe Yoda didn't either didn't time travel save her yeah yeah Kanan is dead and fought the Empire to the end Cal Kestis also fights Vader Kanan Can Can Oh, Kane, I said Kanan. <laughs> uh, also fights Vader too, but we don't know the end of his story yet. Another game is coming. There may be a reason he isn't out here holding Luke's hand in Return of the Jedi, lol. He is not a trainee of Yoda, and Yoda aware of him may not be. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Oh, Yoda speak, I got you. Uh, in the end, I don't think it's fair to call all retconning, oh, to call it all retconning because the team is doing a great job pulling it all together. That is minus Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams, who messed up that film series hard. No, he didn't say Ryan Johnson. Interesting. No, maybe, maybe you liked Last Jedi. There, there are parts of Last Jedi I liked. Just big chunks I didn't. <laughs> uh, I agree with y'all that Favreau or even Dave Filoni need to become the Kevin Feige, we just said that, of the Star Wars franchise because the last movie was weak tea and they need someone who's like George Lucas, actually cares about the whole lore, exactly, and not just making one good copycat movie. Exactly. However, I like Last Jedi. Oh, oh that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Answering all the questions in this email. Uh, there's a lot good in it. I don't blame Ryan Johnson. Y'all go too hard at him. Hey, I, this is yeah, Michael. I, Jordan, I was like, Jordan liked it. Yeah, I'm always the one trying to defend it. I didn't. Um, da -da 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 -da. But that's a different email or podcast. So glad y'all are back. Keep them coming, fam. Stay nerdy, my blurries. To infinity and beyond. Go, uh, go beyond plus ultra. I want to see Afro Latino with mad love. I want to see Luke bro. grab a laser sword and take out the whole army. No, <laughs> power breaking. <laughs> you can have your kids. That's what makes him the chosen one. <laughs> Granted, or the son of. Okay, if you were to phrase it like that in the movie, then I'd be like, all right, if only he can do it, I'll give it a pass. But otherwise, if he's just like just yanking down ATATs and like <laughs> throwing X wings out the air, <laughs> it's I, like, I, I want, I want it. Like, oh my god, he's a god. <laughs> like, what the fuck? He no. is. His honestly, father, his father was made by the. Honestly, fuck. the force birthed him. Because the more you, I think about, it, if they just kept everything else in the movie the same, like you think about Anakin, he has no, no father. No, but think like I'm just like the whole premise of Last Jedi was he cut himself off from the force, so you have no idea how strong he is. Even if he got beat by Rey, you're absolutely right. If if they made a thing where I'm now reconnected with the force, my true full power, he was doing all that insane fucking god shit, and then he died. 
Because he had to be. He can't stay alive. He's too powerful to be alive. <laughs> but then he died. That might have been epic. So fuck you. That's a better movie. <laughs> I'd watch your version of Watch the that's like, why I, not, right? He's going to die anyway. Why yeah, not exactly. go out in one blaze of fucking insane glory? That, and that's why people were so excited about what, when him showing up in The Mandalorian because you finally got to see Luke Skywalker be a badass because if you think about the original, uh, original trilogy, he was still learning yeah. to be a Jedi. And then, of course, you know, 70s technology. There's only, it's only like, strike, yeah. strike. <laughs> the wackest choreography ever. Yeah. So, and that's part of the reason why the the Star Wars Legends canon was so popular because you finally got to see, you know, the evolution and more stories with Luke Skywalker and then even Leia when she became a Jedi and then you got to see more of Luke's life with him meeting Mara Jade and getting a wife and them having kids and then the full back. Like, you got to see more that's, of what was happening that's, that's stupid, in the Michael. Star Wars world look, outside look, that it, you didn't get in the original trilogy. It makes way more sense that at the end of the Skywalker trilogy... All the Skywalkers are dead, okay? It's, <laughs> and and the granddaughter of the ultimate evil is alive and steals his name. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. I'm like, even in the even in the uh, expanded universe, Luke eventually, yeah, he dies at, at a certain point, and yeah. then it follows like his kids, yada yada yada. Yeah, but, but I'm sure he doesn't die like a bitch, never having a lightsaber battle. In the no, movie. he dies of like old age, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Is that before the, the crazy Star Wars aliens from the other galaxy attack or whatever? The Bovanjal or whatever the fuck they're called? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Star Wars Legends gets weird. When they introduce those weird, like, insect aliens from the outer galaxies or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you, the true Star Wars fans know what I'm talking about. But anyway, speaking of being a true fan of something, I was a true fan of Wonder Woman at one point. Let's talk about. Were some, you? Yeah, <laughs> really? Yes, I was. <laughs> I love that. Okay, let's talk about Wonder Woman '84. I can save today, but you can save the world. One day, you'll become all that you dream of and more. And everything will be different. This world is not ready for all that you will do. Needs you. Jordan doesn't like women. We already established yeah, that. Yeah, we've already established that Jordan hates strong women, so let's get out the way now. <laughs> I mean, I cried during arguably the most strong woman scene possible in the first movie with No Man's Land scene, but no, hate strong women. Did you though? Yes! <laughs> Do you want to cry because I had men in the scene? <laughs> there's, men, there's men around. <laughs> Uh, for those that know our rating system here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. Oh, man. Where, where I did, did not cry for Wonder Woman 84. This is <laughs> a Wonder Woman 84 you didn't cry? I did not cry. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was crying. I'm like, these wishes make no fucking sense. <laughs> Why did she sleep with that, that guy possessed by Steve? <laughs> so many questions. I'm like, this is this how we're going to end 2020? Really? I, 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 before, I was like, yeah, I wasn't even looking forward to 184 that much. I'm not going to be disappointed if it's bad. But, like, I didn't, I wasn't ready. <laughs> like, I went in thinking. Yeah, you I already said, said what I had to say last week. Well, you said it was going to be campy. You yeah. said it was going to be campy and yeah. Dick Donner-esque. And I was like, okay. But you said you liked it anyway. So I was like, yeah, people are going to be mad because if you go from like the hardcore darkness to the DCEU and jump to the Dick Donner like level of camp, if you don't like camp and you're like that hardcore edgy, I like hardcore 
Wonder Woman. Then I could see you not liking a campy Wonder Woman. But I wasn't prepared for the... It's not even like the level of camp. It's how ridiculous the plot is. How many plot holes. A, a premise of there's a wishing rock and we grant wishes makes. Forget even Cheetah and how terrible that CGI was and how fucking... Well, yeah, I said, I said that. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> I was ready for that, though. I was ready for the bad CGI. What I wasn't ready for was a completely lackluster level of action throughout the movie. I didn't. I almost liked none of the action scenes. I, I said that, too. I was like, there, was, there wasn't enough action in the movie. But it's weird. There, there were action set pieces, but the, you know what it was? It was the movie was so fucking long. Why, why did that movie need to be two and a half hours long? It makes no sense. That's like BVS long, isn't it? Before the ultimate cut? Yeah. Nothing happens after the fucking the mall scene, which is we're gonna talk about that shit. That shit was ridiculous. <laughs> that was something else. I said there was lot, that wasn't enough Wonder Woman in this movie. Like it was more. Yeah, it becomes like, Diana. I was like, show. it was a whole hour or so where there was no Wonder Woman. Yep, just Diana and the Steve show, which is like I think if you're ever gonna give a compliment for anything in the movie, like you said, the chemistry between Steve and Diana, between uh, Chris Pine and Gal Gadot, that's really. The only sa- ah, I'm wrong. That's one saving grace, and the other saving grace grace is Pedro Pascal's acting. He is a great actor. You're absolutely right. I do agree with you with there where you said that uh, you take Mando, you take uh, what's his face from Game of Thrones, uh, Oberyn, Oberyn, and you take uh, uh, Lord. What's his name? Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord. Those three characters side by side, they're different people. He and he did such a great. People were complaining or commenting that his billionaire kind of evoke Trump. That's what I said. I think I said that last, I think I said that yeah, last week. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, It's not. You don't see it's, it? It's not. I can see and it. He's not even a billionaire. Not, he's, not, no. But he is a con artist. Yeah. And I, I do think that there was at least some level of uh, inspiration taken from Trump's mannerisms. But I, he I, talked I, with his hands a lot. Yeah. And um, I, maybe, maybe that's a Pedro Pascal thing. Because I was like, maybe. I feel like you could take anything because Trump is in this cultural zeitgeist right now. Yeah. It's just like uh, when George Bush was the president. Every megalomania, they was like, oh, that's George Bush. Yeah, but he, I wouldn't say this guy acted like George Bush. I just say that he acted like a sleazy con. So you can make the connection, but I don't think there was meant to be a direct comparison. But I do think that he at least looked at the mannerisms Trump uses in his hand gestures. God, there were multiple times where I was like, he's talking, talking like Trump. He's not like Trump, but he's talking like Trump. Um, it's not a big deal either way. I, I, I enjoyed that character, except for all the ridiculous plot issues he creates with that fucking wishing stone <laughs> bullshit. I, going into it, we didn't know what the plot was really. We didn't know that there was a wishing stone involved that was going to bring back Steve in the weirdest way. There's like this monkey paw effect where if you wish something, bad things come with that wish. But the bad things aren't consistent. They change depending on who you are. And they also change depending on if... It's Pedro Pascal who grants your wish. He can just take whatever he wants. It's like, there's no rules in. It's like, I want this if I give you that. And it's like, what? What? And even that's not consistent. There are times where it's like, oh, the wishing still can only grant one wish per person. And until the end of the movie where, hey, uh, uh, you're not a cheetah yet. Well, what's your name? The, the actress? Bar- oh, the actress. Barbara, Go- Barbara Minerva is her name. Uh, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. Hey, Kristen Wiig, uh, I noticed that we're in the third act now and you're not a cheetah yet. You want to just throw out another wish real quick that's vague enough to make you a cat, even though it makes no fucking sense? No, it doesn't. <laughs> and then it's like, I guess I don't want to get into spoilers, but even the, the I mean, issues. I it's been two weeks. True. 
So you want to jump around the spoilers in? Because I, I, otherwise, I'm just going to go on a yeah, rant. Yeah, because I was like, I said. You said what you had to yeah, say. Yeah, I said what I had to say. And you gave say. a more than passable. <laughs> fucking disgust me. <laughs> more than pa- Okay. More than passable for it. Because look, you're looking at DC movies. DC movies are not good. Fair. So, oh, I saw a fantastic friend saying that it's and, one of the best DCE movies. That's that's not fair. That's like that's like saying you're like you're the fastest runner in like a per, a, 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 a handicap race. Like, like, come on. Well, not to <laughs> no, not to be offensive to people that are handicapped. I'm just saying like if you were an able-bodied person and you were in a handicap race and you're one of the top people in that race, you don't get to fucking pat yourself on the back for that. <laughs> Fuck that. But uh, yeah, I'm like this movie is not as bad as Justice League. But it's. But it's the follow-up to arguably the best movie in the DCEU. It deserves to be so much better. And I agree. I wanted it to be better. And No, I agree that there are a lot of flaws in this movie. And a lot of flaws that people point out, I completely agree with. But I liken it, and I was thinking about this while I was, I was like... Because I'm like, why, I, if, why am I agreeing with all of these flaws, but at the same time, I still liked it? Mm. I... Liking it to basically eating a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> okay. In the moment, like cinnamon toast crunch, crunch is a good cereal, but there's no nutritional value to it. Like mm. you can't. I don't even. Agree you with can't that, sustain okay. yourself on cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. And I kind of feel that way about Wonder Woman. Like there's no. I don't sustain myself on Wonder Woman. Mm. I have no interest in watching it again. But for that little moment that I was watching it, I. See, I can't even agree with that. Enjoyed it. In the moment, there was like almost every scene. I was like, "What? Huh? Why did he do that?" It's 4th of July now? What's going on? <laughs> like, every choice. Oh, you can just rant, rant. Oh, by the way, Steve, did you know how to make things invisible? Just cuz. Anyway. I'm like, what? I just gotta throw that out there like that? So many problems. And like, I wasn't looking for problems. I was, after your review, I went into it kind of just like with an open mind. Being like, if it's campy, who cares? If it's fun, 2020 is a year where I need fun. So fuck yeah, make it fun. But it wasn't fun. It was stupid. <laughs> and it took away the things that were the strengths of the first movie. Like, it fe- the action felt more grounded. Things felt more weighted, more, had more gravitas, more emotion. I mean, I didn't even really feel for her losing Steve within this movie because her having Steve was problematic as fuck. And it's not a thing where I was just going after the movie, oh, yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? No! During the movie, I'm like, wait. He's not really Steve? Wait. You both know he's not Steve? Wait. You just fucked him? What's going on? <laughs> and then what made it worse was the whole movie, I'm sitting there waiting for her to be like, as a superhero, as a paragon for good and love and justice, when she realizes, oh shit, well Steve's here now, and I know these wishes are bad, maybe I should let Steve go for the sake of this man I've stolen his life from because Steve's possessed his body. There was never once... Whenever they were like, oh, dude, we should revoke the wish, Diana, there was never once a consideration for that man's life. If Warner, so, so from what I'm getting from that is, if Warner Woman had her way, she doesn't give a fuck about the guy that Steve killed to be there. <laughs> she would have let him stay dead. His body was taken all over the world, beating the fuck up in fucking road, road chases. She fucked the god. Like, <laughs> and at the end of the movie, she winks at him like, oh, yeah. She's really weak, but it's just like the, the wink to the audience like, I fucked that guy. It's not adorable. It's not cute. It's not like a feel-good ending. I'm not like, yay, Wonder Woman. I'm like, this is so I, do, I, do, I do feel like the internet is going overboard by saying she raped him. I'm like, it's not, it's not, bro. Rape. It's not little. Okay. It's not rape. Here we go. This is going to be the debate here. But it's okay. Before we get into that, if I were to rate it, I got to give it a less than passable. 
and that's that hurts me to say it because I would have given the first Wonder Woman a, a high more than passable and only taken those points off for that finale. But guess what? That finale I rewatched after watching this movie. It makes the finale of the first Wonder Woman seem amazing. It makes the plot twist of that dude, that random dude with the mustache, being Ares and having his stupid ass dialogue. I will destroy well, remember you. I said, remember, I said last week it was a part of the, the finale. I was like, I feel like the movie just stops, and it's like message. Oh, oh, in '84. Yeah, I'm not even mad about the message, because you also said that in the, the the first scene with the the um tournament or whatever that had no purpose there was a purpose but it was just so thin just to be like nothing could be told from lies but yeah yeah don't cheat diana you can't you can't cheat your way to being happy or whatever and that's that's basically what the metaphor is for the wishing like the wishing is a cheat so you that's not the way to achieve your happiness but even so my rating is uh less than passable jumping to spoilers even that fucking ending is problematic with the Renounce your wish. Everyone has, and let's not even talk about how ridiculous she looked like when the wind, the wishing wind, <laughs> blew her to the wall. I'm like, guys, <laughs> granted, granted, <laughs> granted. <laughs> so stupid. But I, I mean, just her acting when it came to being blown in quotes against the wall, because it was the wind. She's she's faking this wind. She looked ridiculous, and she's like, she's pinned against the wall, just like, you have to let it go. <laughs> she looks so stupid, but. She tells the world, because somehow, there's so many questions with the plot, but in that moment, somehow, having the last of truth around Maxwell Lord's ankle, somehow sends a broadcast, hijacks his broadcast to the whole world, and everyone's seeing golden lasso energy, and hears <laughs> Diana's voice, they don't know who she is, it's just a random disembodied <laughs> voice, telling the world, yeah, I know shit's getting crazy right now, with everybody making wishes, and... All your dreams being fulfilled and chaos is happening. Yeah, it's not a Dragon Ball Z moment. It's Mr. Satan. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, you don't know if it was like Superman and people knew who that was. I listen to Superman or I listen to Captain America. That's the that's what they wanted that moment to be like. But be, without that context and because of the context of the story, it makes no fucking sense. What the world would be like? You're right, disembodied voice. We it is wrong that we wish for these things. I renounce my wish. Number one, you have to assume everybody made a selfish wish. And you also have to assume that nobody in the world was like, you know, the world's literally ending. There's earthquakes and there's yeah, fucking I wish nuclear for, I bombs. Wish for world peace. Yes, erase all this shit. <laughs> and then I, it was a, a question I had while I was watching the movie because uh, his son made a wish, like to be great. Well, not even just that, but because uh, talking about not knowing how these wishes work, and uh, Barbara got two wishes, and somebody because he also wished for his father to return and it didn't happen. So I was like, how does this work? But I thought that was, but he didn't. But but then I got I thought the wish didn't count because he had already made a wish. I'm just saying, like I'm just. just Why didn't he get a second wish? Yeah. Yeah. I, I in the moment. Or I even for his father to be great, I'm like, did that happen? Like it didn't really happen. Oh uh, yeah, he had the power of wishing wind, and he pushed a god back, so it was pretty great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's vague. But my thing is, I thought that when she got her second wish, it was because the first wish was from the rock, and the second wish is from him. And it counts as two different things. But you're right. If that was the case, then the kid would have been able to make the wish to bring her, his dad back. That didn't happen. Unless you count the fact that after it all happened, he did come back. But regardless, <laughs> I'm just saying there's chaos. No one's wishing for the, the chaos to stop. And then you're also assuming because I almost felt like Diana was going to go, imagine there's no pay. Whatever the song is. You know that super imagine shit she did? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, how fucking short-sighted you have to be to assume every single person made a selfish wish 
Well, while I wrote, I was like, I wish my mother did not die. She's on her deathbed. I wish for money because we're poor. Oh, kind of like eat. her. She wished somebody back from the dead. Yes. But but all those people who are like literally on their deathbed, you're right. I take my wish back. I don't want to live. Like, you know, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Everybody in the world undid their wish because a random voice told them not to. Fuck out of here. So fucking dumb. And then, yeah, when you get into the actual, granted, granted. The final battle was versus wind. Wishing wind. Yeah. Did you realize that's, that's what the wishing wind was, right? Yeah, when he was getting wishes, he was using that power to push her back. Yeah, there was like, every time you make a wish, wind would happen in the room. So because everyone was wishing, he had all the wind. He, had all the, he, he became Storm. <laughs> so stupid. And then take a step back from that. Just I'm like, you're the, a god. You can't, you're not stronger than wind? <laughs> you're swinging no. from lightning and shit. Oh. <sighs> You want to talk about that and how that didn't make any sense? Was she flying? Was she falling with style? Was she lassoing the air? What was, was happening? Bit, it was a little bit of both when she was first learning how to fly. So can she fly now? I or mean, based didn't... on how it ended, she started at the very end. She flew. So she just forgot about that in BBS and Justice League. Oh, well, yeah, they wreck. They completely wreck. <laughs> they're and not. Like, DCEU. I feel like they're just doing away. With the whole DCEU at this point. Like, they don't care anymore. So like, even, with the sequel trilogy. even Aquaman doesn't really. I just, it just doesn't make sense. That whole, that whole sequence of her flying. In concept, I liked the foreshadowing for it when she was flying with Steve in the plane. And she asked him what flying is like. Yeah, because as soon as she, I was like, oh, so she's going to learn how to fly in this movie. Yeah. I'm like, but that, that doesn't make doesn't sense because she doesn't she didn't fly in justice league yeah. or bbs yeah but i'm like okay she's definitely gonna learn how to fly in this movie yeah and i didn't mind that though i think for a, a which reason, i but yeah i wanted that anyway i'm like that's part of her power set she should know how to fly but as a reason for her to fly that was a great way to tie it back to uh steve mm, see i don't like that you don't like that yeah why her learning how to fly or getting her power because of a man <laughs> Oh my God! We're, that's what we're gonna say. Oh, this is problematic. <laughs> that's the problematic part. Yup. <laughs> not this. Not her. Fucking fucking some random. It'd be the equivalent if I was unconscious. I didn't say there was no problematic stuff in this no, movie. No, it'd be the equivalent. We're getting to that now because it'd be the equivalent if I was unconscious outside and a girl found me and was like, "I'm gonna put a mask of my ex-boyfriend on you. I'm gonna fuck your body." And then I wake that's up later. The it's not the it's same exactly thing. the same. It's only the only difference is there's magic involved. <laughs> Exactly. You don't like magic. That's what it is. <laughs> How is that any different than that? So you're saying it's like, oh, people are going too hard, calling rapists. No, I think it's the opposite. I think people aren't going hard enough because if that same, if this same plot beat was in a movie about a man and he put his ex-girlfriend in a woman's body and fucked that woman. Well, and in some ways it was because you think about Big. You're going back to the 80s. Guess what? Big ain't fucking not problematic either. No, it's, it, it, it is. Yeah, it is problematic. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for making my point. But I'm saying, like, te- <laughs> technically speaking, it wasn't his body. And he, like, if Diana didn't revoke her wish, that's Steve Trevor's body. And Steve Trevor is the one that gave her consent. Like, the man doesn't remember. Like, it's not like. Really? It's, it's not like. Wait, 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 wait. No, you just said if if Diana didn't give that man's body back. <laughs> like, but I'm saying in the rules and the and just in the in the lot and the pure definition of rape, like it's one thing if that man was like trapped in in the mind of whatever, and he's witnessing everything that's happening. You know he's not because I, I feel like they would have said I feel like they would have said something. Okay. He, like even at the end, like you look vaguely familiar. But it's his body. It's not like it, was, yeah, it, it is his body, but in that in that, sen- in that sense, in that sense, when Steve Trevor took over, 
It wasn't like I'm not. What? I'm not saying. I'm not saying it wasn't a pro. Like guys, you hear this? You hear this rationalization right now? <laughs> this coming from like the the main guy. The reason, like, oh, it's like the, the the whole thing of of him, uh, Diana oh, or or uh, Patty Jenkins creating this arbitrary rule or whatever, That's the main saying thing. that why do it? Yeah, why he can't come back as himself as opposed to in a different soul. That's a problem in and of itself. But for the the sense of him basically taking over a body or whatever that was his body at at if, if she didn't wish it wish but it back but it's not his body it's like quantum leap logic the- it's like quantum leap logic yeah it's not your body <laughs> when you look in the mirror and so I'm like why did they keep like hammering that plot point home like if they just didn't show that scene where he looks in the mirror he's like huh I'm still that guy I'd be like why do you keep making a point to show us that you're not you cuz this it's cuz in my mind the whole time I'm thinking like Wait, so you're just cool with kissing this guy that's not Steve that has a light? It's not like it's, just, it's a random... He has a light. You're in his house. You see his pictures. Like, you're, you're fucking up his fucking... His, his, his drawers. And like, you're eating his food. <laughs> like, he wakes up like a week later with bruises and his dick is like fucked up from fucking a god vagina. <laughs> like, and he's just that's rape, my dog. Like, I don't understand how... Look, I'm not saying... I'm not gonna be that guy that's like, one of them's a rapist. But... She committed an act that is basically sexual assault. <laughs> and if you, again, if Superman did the same thing with Lois Lane, there'd be so many, all the people like you, like Fantastic Frankie, you guys would be fucking going ham about that shit. But all of a sudden it's like, eh, it's fine. It's not even weird. It's not rape. Like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> By definition, it's not his body. And all, it makes it so egregious is all they had to do was just bring him back. Why do they even have to have that plot point? No, no, I agree. A better plot point was right before the plane exploded, he gets snatched out of time. And Diana would have had to make the choice to send him back to the plane by the end. Yeah, that would have been better. Why didn't they do that, Michael? Why did they choose this weird... There's a lot of stuff. I don't know why. Because not even like... I thought maybe the argument could be like, that's the monkey part of the wish. But it's not. The monkey part part of the wish is losing power. Yeah, her losing power. So it's like, what the fuck? What, what is this? What, who Which even that choices? I thought was kind of stupid because I thought the monkey part when when Barbara made the wish to be like Diana, I thought her oh, making that taking wish was taking yeah was taking Diana's uh, power. Oh, that'd be better. You wrote a better movie just now by accident. <laughs> so that's what I thought. I was like, oh Diana, because when she was struggling with the lock, I was like, oh shit, she's losing her power because of Barbara's wish. Mm, that makes more sense. Not like, because they never established that. They never like go into the logistics of how that works. But then, no, it turned out it was it was the Steve wish because once she revoked her wish, she started to heal. Yeah. Exactly. But I was like, oh, okay. And it was that such a weird. Make, that I couldn't sense. even get behind that heroic, like, I've made the decision to become a hero moment. I was like, you're selfish as fuck for even taking this long to decide that. There's another man's life on the line, Diana. It's not just about you and Steve. And not only just that, but she the only reason she did it is because Steve was like, no, like, you have to do this. Yeah, it was him that was like, Yeah, it was girl, him that it. made the decision, yeah. not her. She's like, no, no, I don't want to. No, I'm like, <laughs> bro, you're making the strong female character, you're ruining her. You're making her so obsessed about this guy she fucked once 70 years ago that she can't get over? Like, that's the most d- disservice to a strong female character you can make. And yet, it's it's so crazy to me that this is written by a woman. Patty J- That's my thing. I, don't, I give this movie no fucking shorts. I give it no, like, benefit of doubt. Because I see this as a Hollywood issue where you had a good thing going. You had two fantastic writers that wrote the first Wonder Woman movie. Third act was kind of meh, but with hindsight, it was a who, masterpiece. Who, who wrote the first Wonder Woman? They wrote other things that were good, but I don't remember who they were. I wish I did. But it was almost as if 
oh, wow, Patty Jenkins, she was the one. Because as a director, you get all the credit. You get all the blame, you get all the credit. So she wasn't the one that wrote that movie. But yet, when the sequel comes around, because she wants to put her name on more of it, because that's what you do in Hollywood, you want to have more control, you take the writing chops. For, like, how many other things has Patty Jenkins written? I don't even know. Yeah, that I don't know. It was her and Jeff Johns that wrote it. But Jeff Johns has lost all credibility with me. He's written so many things that have been shit now. And I'm just like, do you know DC? That's, that's all I get. I'm like, when it comes to like, because he's the one that put Aquaman on the map. Yeah. Like, did you get lucky? Like, what's going on here? Because <laughs> then he write Green Lantern too, or co-write it? Yeah, the whole Green Lantern, like everything that we think of Green Lantern now is called came from Jeff no, Johns. Even the, the even the creation of like the Blue Lantern. The, 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 no, I meant the movie. Oh, the movie. Oh, Did he co-write uh, it? No, I think that was no? uh, Dave, Dave David Goyer. Okay. So right, if it me, wasn't on that, then never mind. Let me check. But then he's been all attached. Was he attached to Aquaman too? He was attached to something else. I can't remember. But regardless, well, you looked that up. It's just so many fucking weird story choices. And to me, it all goes back to Patty Jenkins just wanting more control and wanting to write the story. And it... It hurts the argument for, like, females write females. Black people write black people. It's not always the case. Maybe a writer, a female writer, should write <laughs> a female character. But if you're just a director that wants to have your name on more shit, then fuck no. Because it's... A, a female empowerment movie... He produced the Green Lantern movie, but he didn't write it. Mm, so who knows how much control or creative input he had on that then. But... What was it saying? Fuck, I just lost my thought. Female character. Oh, yeah. It, it's crazy to me that a female empowerment movie is probably one of the most problematic movies to me in the DCEU. I thought it would have been BBS or something or like <laughs> fucking jars of piss and Superman killing people, throwing people through the walls. But no, somehow it's Wonder Woman. <laughs> And going back to, we're talking about uh, Minerva and Cheetah. I saw, I saw a meme <laughs> that made me laugh. You know, Thanos, when he's talking to... Uh... Uh, Nebula, perhaps I was too hard on you, or whatever. Yeah. Somebody did that with Captain Marvel. <laughs> perhaps I was too hard on you. <laughs> oh my god, that's a good point. Do I like Captain Marvel more than Wonder Woman 84? Holy shit. Oh, I think I do. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't even want that to be a cap. I'm like, no, impossible. It can't. I think I do. I, I, I'm pretty sure I gave that like a passable. Because it wasn't offensive. It was just like, eh, this could be a lot better. They need more characterization for Captain Marvel. But this is, this is a mess. Let's talk about fucking Sheeta and how she's just every fuck. We, we've seen that on the internet a million times. She's every fucking geeky villain character in, in comic book movies. Yeah, it's a trope. Yeah, Electro, Riddler, take your pick. They're all the same fucking shit. She's that. But she, she's that for females. So it, her whole thing is, I want to be pretty and I want to be cool. Not even just because, again, uh, Poison Ivy. Or oh, cat, cat, cat woman. That's right. I forgot about both of those. Yeah, it just keeps happening. Somewhere Hollywood writers are like, this is the ultimate villain. <laughs> this is the ultimate so, villain uh, archetype. Yeah, but apparently Hollywood, they just don't, uh, they think people with glasses are ugly. So it just says, for both of us, we're ugly because yeah. we got glasses. Take those glasses off. You look pretty. <laughs> Let your hair down. You look so beautiful. <laughs> And that's basically what happens. But it's not like she even changed. Like I thought they'd do like a like a like a more of a makeover. But she literally just took her hair down and took her glasses off and was like. Oh. And not even that, she took this little baggy baggy skirt off. Yeah. Like she wasn't even like cheetah. That she all she did was, she still had her glasses on. She just took off that baggy skirt, and then all of a sudden, the the guy that worked with was like, "Hey, Barbara." Yeah, but Michael, she's wearing leopard print, so 
That's how you know. Even before that, yeah. she wasn't wearing leopard print then. Just take off the skirt. It's so it, okay. So that's weak right there. She doesn't really get much development beyond that. So that's basically her whole character. And then she turns against Diana because Maxwell Lord is the one that grants the wishes, and she's like, "If you defeat him, I'll lose my wish." And it's like you didn't change that much. I could, I could help you be that hot by just taking your hair down and like having more confidence. You're good. It's like, no, no, no. I gotta be your enemy now, Diana. Well, she also liked the power. She got super strength. She liked the power because she. That one scene I did kind of like was when she beat up that. When she um, beat up the guy. Yeah. Beat up the guy, only because. It was a good juxtaposition from the scene prior where she feeds that homeless guy, and the homeless guy sees her beat up that other guy, and he's like, what happened? And, like, thematically, it could have worked. That moment where Wonder Woman's telling her, again, press up against the wall, looking stupid, like this shit. What about your humanity, Cheetah, or Barbara? What about the goodness in your soul? I mean, I told I, I said Gal Gadot's not that strong of an actor. But it almost looked like she was, like, pinned to the wall. Like, this. <laughs> she looks so stupid. <laughs> But so I, I got conceptually how that character was supposed to work, but then in execution it was just like, yeah, that wasn't enough to make me care about this chick. And then when in the next scene she's asking Maxwell Lord for a second, I want to be an apex predator. You know how easy it would have been. Apex predator is not a cheetah. It could I, be I, I think I said that last week. I was like, it could be a, like a gorilla. Like, not <laughs> even just that, but I was like, when when a cheetah sees a lion or a hyena, or anything, they run. Yeah, so cheetahs are just fast. Obviously, if we get attacked by a cheetah, we're going to die. Yeah. But in terms of, like, the cat world, cheetahs are, like, on the bottom of the bottom of the bottom. Like, I'm not going to say follow the comic origin, because comic origin is also kind of weird with the virgin sacrifice. Yeah, virgin sacrifice, yeah. Cheetah guy. I mean, but I they mean, could change that. But I would Just like they did M'Baku. But I would have preferred that over I get wishes and want my wishes to be a cat. And it's like, what? And then even... Like within, um, yeah, because that's also like, how do you bring cheat? Like, obviously, they're not gonna not bring cheetah back. So, I'm like, it's unclear. If we watch the movie, they go from the scene in the plane where she makes that wish, they show the next scene of her walking into that random, ridiculous government facility that broadcasts all that shit to the whole world, and she's still, she's still human, she's still yeah. human. And the next time you and she watches Max Lord Lord start the speech to the world, and the next scene you see her. That's when Wonder Woman comes with the armor and she just shows up as a cheetah. When the fuck did the transformation happen? Why didn't it happen right after she made that wish somebody, initially? Somebody, somebody said the reason it didn't happen is Editing. because... Uh, <laughs> Editing. Yeah, well, that too. But uh, And I was like, I guess that makes sense. It's still stupid, but whatever. <laughs> I'll go with it. What? Uh, because technically, she did make her wish. So he had to wait for somebody else to grant a wish so then he could give it to her. Like... I don't know. Give <laughs> what to her? I take your ability to be a cheetah and give it to her. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, did I was you like, know, I guess. Did you know that the fight choreography in some places of this movie were were done by Cirque du Soleil? No. Does that not? If, does that information not make the final battle between Cheetah and Wonder Woman make more sense though? All that weird rope shit they were doing, where she where she jumps on a fucking like uh, wire cable and she's swinging on the cables with Warren was swinging on her lasso and they're just fighting in the air. They look like two circus performers. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't know that. But at they're the time. like, that's why I was. I wanted more fighting. Like it's Cheetah. It's Cheetah. Yeah. You see, how many animated movies have we seen where Cheetah and Wonder Woman scrap with hands and yeah. they go hard and it's dope. Like what? Wait, the first one was action so dope. Was all the act, awesome hand-to-hand combat and the sword play and the weapons and all that stuff? Yeah, there wasn't really any. Even even when she took out like the random thug in the beginning, when he like tried to shoot Steve Trevor, like beating him up. Yeah, like, there was nothing. Like most of the action in this movie is her swinging from the fucking lasso. 
with no gravity. Yeah. It's it looks so whack. It doesn't even look good to me. It looks like a, a poor man Spider-Man the way, especially in that first scene with the like the mall scene where she's like gliding with on the rope like she's like flying almost, but she's not flying. There's no weight behind it. It looks it looked bad. It didn't look good to me. There was no actual fighting. Like Wonder Woman is a fighter. Like yeah. you think of Batman, but she's better. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I heard you you said before it was like maybe Patty Jenkins was going for like a more defender type of Wonder Woman, but no, nah, it's not what I'm here for. Yeah, she said she wanted to focus more on the peace than the war. It's not interesting. Why? What's? The, why not have both? Because that's also why. Which I also thought this was stupid. Again, I agree with all the criticism, <laughs> <laughs> but like, he almost destroyed the world, and he basically got a happy. He's the only one really that got oh! a happy. He's oh! the only one that got a happy oh, ending. Let's get on that dumb Diana shit. Diana didn't even have a happy ending in this movie. Why did Maxwell Lord? He didn't go to jail. I wanted Nothing. I wanted Diana to snap his neck. Nothing. Oh yeah, in the comic. Yeah, like in the comic. Nothing happened to him. Nothing happened to him. And that, that's not even talk about how nonsensical. Nothing was. happened to Cheetah either. No, and last time you see her, she's looking at the sunset, not in Cheetah form anymore. So it's like, did she? Yeah. She, they didn't show her renounce her she, wish. She must. She had to have. I guess. It's even though she said, "I will never." Yeah. It's stupid. Fast forward five minutes later, you got to hear another speech from Diana. I'm like, but what changes the speech that Diana gave you before? I guess now it's a new speech. Yeah, that was was a golden energy speech, so it's different. (laughs) But it's just like that whole sequence where Maxwell Lord fly. They don't show what happened, but somehow he convinced, without powers now, because he already announced his wish, he convinced the, 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 the White House helicopter that dropped him off there in the first place to take him back to this DC and go find his son who's just who's randomly in some field he just runs out daddy like where the yeah, fuck did he come cause from cause I'm like how did he find him that quick <laughs> yes, cause they literally flew somewhere yeah. to an island yes they, he, he took the White House's helicopter flew to that <laughs> island and then must have taken that White House helicopter back to DC to go uh, see the kid and no just, he just went to the neck cause it, was, it happened like that it was just bro, <laughs> it was so contrived and the, like you said the fact that there was no consequence the, all he does is go yeah your dad's a liar I'm a con man. I'm not as great. But as I'm gonna be better for you. How about no? You'd be better for him in jail. It could have been so many different ways to give him consequence. It could have been in jail. He could his son could have died. If you want to go that dark, his son could have just not well, forgiven no, him. No, Patty, Patty Jenkins, and this is part of I was like, oh, Patty, <laughs> I'm trying to root for you, Patty. <laughs> but she was like, and my Wonder Woman, and what makes this different than all other super? I'm pr- nobody died in this movie, and that's what she's she's proud of that. Okay, well, you just have the son not forgive him. Because there was even that scene where he's granting wishes or whatever, and his son's outside the door, and he's like, uh, sir, your son's here for his weekend visit. He's like, how many weekends do I have him? He, he snapped. And his son heard that and, like, ran away. Yeah. And then never followed up with that. And then at the end, his son's just like, I forgive you, Dad. Why not have him be like, it's too late, Dad. Like, that could be at least a quasi-punishment for his shit, but nothing happens to him. And I think... Fuck no one dying. No one went to jail. Even the rapist in the beginning of the movie. One woman beats that guy who's about to rape Barbara. And she's just like, eh, let's leave him there. Anyway, moving on. I'm like, wait, you do not arrest people anymore. What are <laughs> like, what the fuck? It was made no sense. <laughs> I just, on every level, this movie was fucking nonsensical. And I wanted to like it. The, the tournament thing in the beginning was kind of cool. Very little connection to the rest of the movie, but at least like it was an interesting like intro. You, you, I mean, I get the connection you're saying, but I'm like, really, it had. I just like the opening scene, but it really it had no. No, it's very. It doesn't need. It didn't have to be in the movie. I heard that they were the executives. <laughs> yeah, they wanted. To, they wanted to cut that or and the mall scene. I thought it was or one or the other. Well, oh yeah, yeah, it was one or the other. And I'm like, I mean, the the mall scene is probably more important for the plot because it literally sets up the whole 
wishing stone bullshit because somehow is in a jewelry store in the mall that they have like backdoor fucking black market of old antiques and shit that Maxwell Lord knew about even though he doesn't even seem like the type even though there's that one line but like I also like geography or what is it um Geo I don't. What's the well, word? when they when they broke into his office, you saw he was researching. Yeah, but well, how? Where did he get that information from? He doesn't seem like the type who just knows about ancient wishing artifacts. Yeah, that, that, um... It's just random. <laughs> <laughs> just on every level, like, and I wanted to like it. But even let's talk about that mall scene real quick, because that that was where I was like, oh, we're in trouble. This looks <laughs> stupid as fuck. <laughs> Her swinging with the dumb rope shit is one thing, but just how wacky. The entire scene was with those fucking like the, it was like it was, dumb, was, dumb and dumber. Yeah, it was very cheesy. <laughs> Not even cheesy. Power Rangers are cheesy. They were they were like bulk and skull dumb. The dude, the, the whole thing was even only started because one guy just dropped his gun. Somebody bumped into him. Oh shit, my gun! And then he goes from that. Obviously, clearly from that, he wasn't the type that wanted to like pull his gun and start shooting people. But his next move is I'm gonna kill this kid. <laughs> I'm like, this is. This is the, the, the kid-friendly, not-dark Wonder Woman. I'm going to kill this kid. I mean, rest in peace. But Michael Jackson kind of did the same thing, and that was his kid. <laughs> All problematic. I'm like, yo. yo just, oh, my God. It's Apparently, so... He wasn't trying to kill him, but he did hold him out the window. Like, yeah. I don't with get the kid kicking. But, like. but it was even weirder because all his, his, his crewmates were like, no, don't do it. Yeah. I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, I was literally laughing in that scene. Like, this is so stupid. Oh, And then from there, the movie just falls off a cliff. Because after that, there's, like, basically no action up until you get to the, the convoy scene in Afghan or whatever. I don't know where that is. I forgot. Yeah. But, I mean, I can't get over the Steve shit. That you really think that that's not, like, fucked up and problematic. I couldn't get over that. No, I didn't say it wasn't problematic. I just said I don't think it's rape. The only thing is rape. I don't understand how. Your description of why it's not rape would not hold up in the court of law. <laughs> but, Your Honor, he was not conscious at the time. That means it wasn't no, his it's body. Not, no, no, it, it it, no. To say, say it's not conscious is like you got you see a dead person or somebody. It's the same thing. It's not, though. Because he's literally up and walking. <laughs> so if I was sleepwalking and I wasn't aware. <laughs> but, it's, again, it's not the same thing. <laughs> If I was sleepwalking, but in my dream, I thought I, my name was Harold the Third. You're mate, you could compare apples apples to to vegetables. Okay, so what we've learned here today is that if magic is involved, according to Michael, not rape. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but there's oh, no man. magic in the real world, so. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we'll never know. <laughs> uh, was there anything else in this movie to talk about? I'm I'm spacing on it. Um. I didn't like any of the action sequences, even that convoy chase. As it was so contrived when they're in the middle of the chase and then those little kids are playing. They don't hear the explosions from RPGs and gunfire and all that shit happening on that road leading up to those kids in that little like the house. I mean, I in. guess depending on where it is, maybe they're probably used to. It. I don't know. Racist. <laughs> I just mean when she did that. That <laughs> Steve's like Diana, I got you. And he fires a rocket launcher to the air and she's like. I know exactly what to do. I'm gonna lasso the rocket launcher and use the momentum of that, because I can't fly yet, to swing into these kids. How fast would she have to hit those kids, like Mach 10, where she's swinging from an RPG to grab them? And then, I'm like, why wouldn't you film this differently? She gets hit, or no, she's losing her powers, so she her grip slips, and then she falls with the kids in her arms, and when you watch that scene, they're rolling on the pavement with her. I'm like, 
They're dead, right? Those kids are dead now. <laughs> They're like mushed. <laughs> All their bones are broken. Oh, she used her god arms to protect them. <laughs> makes no sense. This is no amount of like arm protection that can help you from your head hitting the ground. <laughs> I was like, yo, what? what? Who made these decisions? And I, I, I have to believe that it's because you gave Patty Jenkins more control and she probably had to answer less to other people. And like, uh, that's the George Lucas effect. It's like when you give somebody who, I, don't, I do believe she's creative. I do believe that she has. Yeah, because I saw a lot of people saying that, oh, this means uh, Rogue Squad. What, what what the fuck is the Oh, movie yeah, the, the Rogue, the, yeah. Yeah, that, the means, this movie, that means this movie's going to be terrible. And I don't necessarily think so because, I mean, this is one one bad movie that Patty Jenkins did out of all the other movies. Well, I say this, I don't want her to write it. But yeah, I was just about, I was, literally, I was literally just about to say, but I will say, like, if she's writing it, then yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because she defended the No Man's Land scene. So she's got some understanding of what's important to the story. But, but then she also defended the mall scene. I know. <laughs> That's all I'm like, I don't know what to believe. I, I don't, I almost feel like that was PR. Like, just like before, men tried to stop her, but she wouldn't have it. But now I'm like, but now on the other side. Now I'm like, yeah, maybe you should have cut one of those scenes. <laughs> I don't know. I was rooting for this movie. I really, I, I thought Wonder Woman was the best DCEU movie. Probably by far. Like, I, I don't think any of the other movies are as emotional or as gripping or have good character characterizations. The only weakness Yeah, that, I would say Wonder Woman, then Shazam. Yeah. And I just feel because Wonder Woman's less of a comedy, more of like an actual like superhero story. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, but there were warnings, warning signs. The, the campiness, third, the third act, the third act, but more so the campiness of those villains. Like if you watch that movie, they stand out. Like they're like so tonally different from everything else in the movie. But it's like that little capsulation of that tone infected this entire movie. So I don't know if maybe Patty Jenkins is like, this is how villains are supposed to be. Make it all like this. Because <laughs> I was just like, man, every level was not feeling this movie. I'm not even, and then it made me mad because as the bad reviews that I think were totally justified were coming out and people were like, oh, this movie was a disappointment. I hate when Hollywood greenlights something as if, as if it's out of spite. Like, how are you greenlighting Wonder Woman 3? Well, they probably already had a contract that they're just, they just, they probably couldn't come, they didn't want to come out and say, oh yeah, because I mean, they've been said a while ago that Patty Jenkins was doing 1, 2, and 3. They just, I guess, made it official official, but yeah, they've said for a while that I guess, we signed Patty Jenkins to do Wonder Woman 1, 2, and 3. I'm against feeling upward, because I'm like, you should at least not be a writer on the next one. I hope, I hope to Why God. Not? I hope, yeah, not a writer. But who knows? Like, we, we're saying, like, obviously she shouldn't be a writer, but the Hollywood machine, it's not about that. It's about, like, I'm going to keep, I, I feel this way. But it also I'm could change, because uh, even Captain Marvel, like, whoever directed Captain Marvel 1, they're not coming back for 2. Somebody else is mm. directing part 2, so it may change. Was it male writers on Captain Marvel? more time. That, I don't know. I'm curious. I'll look that up. I, I hope it is male writers so I can blame them <laughs> for being shitty. But I don't I don't think it matters if you're female or male. I think it just matters if you're a good writer. So that's why it, it's so... I don't know. <laughs> I'm so conflicted because I was like, I, I don't know who to blame. I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> um, it was two women and one guy. Mm, that's disconcerting. Yeah, screenplay by... So are these people getting their jobs because they're women or because they're actually good writers? That's my next question. And I know that sounds like the argument of like, oh, it's affirmative action, but... I mean, I don't know. It could be a little bit of both because also not everybody can write everything. Yeah. So, like, uh, what's his name? 
the dude that wrote BVS. He wrote Argo. So yeah. it's like, maybe he just can't write genre stuff. He can't write superhero stuff. But he can write like actual real people stuff. Maybe. All I know is this movie really hurt the momentum I thought DC was building. Like there's been a long stretch now of movies that have been good from DC. And for this, the movie that arguably was the most anticipated, even though I said I was I was going to really, say, have they? <laughs> what? Yeah, Shazam, Aquaman. Like they haven't been BVS and Justice League. <laughs> well, no, they haven't been BVS and Justice League. But even, yeah, I was going to say, even Aquaman, I was like... It wasn't great, but it, was, or, it wasn't terrible. And Birds of Prey, I was like, I didn't hate oh, it. Oh yeah, Birds of Prey. I, I mean, I didn't hate that either. Though. Yeah, I didn't hate it. There were more... I, I think I liked this less than Birds of Prey. That's oh, not no, okay. I, I think I like Birds of Prey more. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> Wonder Woman should have been the best one. She led the charge. And now we're got to deal with this boy. Why the fuck was it even set in the 80s? What was the point? I don't know. I guess the... Sh- I think the next one they said is supposed to be set in the present. Because she says... I think I heard her say she wants to have Batman and Superman in the next Wonder Woman. Mm. I mean, I guess... I- it's hard to get excited now for the next one. <laughs> I hope it's good. I, I think it deserves to be great. That's what I'll say. And I love strong women. God damn it. <laughs> do you, do you? Yes. If anything, my issue with Wonder Woman in this was she wasn't strong enough. <laughs> she wasn't even strong. Like, even the armor didn't make any sense. No, the armor definitely did. Because I'm like, this is something I was thinking about too. I was like, it would have made more sense if she got, first of all, the fact that she, uh, was searching the world for Arithia, whatever the fuck oh, her name Steria, is. Oh, Steria, Yeah, Arithia. That's from Lovecraft Country. <laughs> but um, she was searching the world for this woman. Couldn't find her, but she found her armor somehow. Yeah, unclear. The vague fuck. Yeah, how, how, how does that work? But then also, because somebody asked me, because <laughs> this is another conversation I got into, because it was like, they asked me, to, they asked me like, what, what would be a better movie for me? Because it was like, yeah... You, because I was like, I, there are a lot of problems with this movie. I agree with every single one of them. The flaw, but I don't know. I because even me saying I like the movie, I feel like people would be like, oh, you thought it was the best thing. No, I didn't think it was the best thing. I was just, I didn't hate it. That's really what it boils down to. I didn't, I enjoyed it more than passable for DC movies or whatever. Because DC movies are terrible. It hurts me when you say that. But okay. But in terms of like all of, in terms of like all movies of all time, not more than pet. Like, yeah. I was just for the time I was sitting there, I didn't really whatever. <laughs> maybe I was happy that I was happy that I even, I got a screener. Maybe that's what yeah, it was. Maybe that's like, what it is. Oh my god, I got a screener for Wonder Woman. Yeah, you a screener. You had a, your sex butt next to you. It was all. Yeah, my yeah. life was good. <laughs> I, I was happy. I was fucking my sex butt while watching it. So, because <laughs> I, I do. Because even when I was going back and listening to, because I think I sent you a, a message of mm. uh, uh, us reviewing uh, Star Wars. Yeah, I did. I sent you a message on Instagram, mm. and I was like listening. I was like, this Michael. Would not like. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so what? maybe twenty twenty broke me. I don't know. I think it, a little bit. Because yeah. I was like, because I, I uh, uh, to give you guys context, I was uh, going back because uh, when Jordan said two weeks ago, I was like, have you re- went back and listened to our Rise of Skywalker review? And I was like, he was like, it's funny. I was like, no, I haven't gone back and listened to it. But then recently, I went back and listened to it, and I was listening to my complaints about Rise of Skywalker, and I was as I was listening to myself. I was like, objectively, I can hear myself saying all this shit, and I look at Wonder Woman. I'm like, these are the same complaints. Yes. So, I'm like, what? <laughs> so why then? Exactly. Why? Yeah, so I was like, so I went back and rewinded and sent the message to Jordan, and I was like, you hear this, Michael? He would not like Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I want that Michael in this podcast. Because <laughs> I'm like, even hearing myself, I'm like, yup, that's a problem with Wonder Woman. Yup, that's a problem with Wonder. Yup, that's a problem. But I'm like, but then why did I like it? I don't know. 
Maybe it's gay. It's had, it's, it's it, had, what? it had colors. It was rainbow. <laughs> Even though there wasn't enough gay. Because that's one of my critics. Take out, take out Chris Pine, and you should have focused more on Barbara. I said that two weeks ago, too. Focus more on Barbara and Diana. I think that's what I wanted. I would have just rebuilt this whole movie. But yeah, go on, go, on to what I, go on to what I was saying. Shit. Somebody said, because somebody asked me, like, what would have been a better way to craft this movie? Or what would have been a better plot? What would you have done mm. to actually write to do this movie? And I said, well, like I said, first of all, don't even have Chris Pine in here. Focus more on Barbara mm. and, uh, and Diana and build that relationship up. And then also, not even just that, if you want to have your two villains or whatever, because I feel like you sh- Cheetah is like her... her Main the, nemesis. Yeah, Cheetah comments. is like the Lex Luthor to, to, her, to her Superman or the Green Goblin to her Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, she shouldn't be a side villain, which is basically what she was yeah. in this movie. So I'm like, if anything, if you want to have the Maxwell Lord angle, actually take what his power set is from the comics, which is to be able to take over the mind of somebody and then on top of that to connect the beginning to this movie actually make Arithi whatever the fuck I can't think oh, of her name actually Daria. make her a Daria. character mm. and, and not, not a uh, what's her name fuck uh, not a cameo from yeah the, not a cameo at the end Woman. actually make her a character and Maxwell Lord somehow finds her maybe he finds the armor or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. I don't know and then have her take ha- Maxwell Lord take over her mind and have now Diana have to fight this woman that she's looked up to all her life to the point that she was able willing to cheat at a fucking Olympic game or whatever just to be able to you know have the armor or whatever we don't know what they won or whatever I, I don't know. <laughs> but still it also but it also connects back to the beginning because it's a person from her home world yeah. a person that she's been looking for a person that she's been looking up to and now she has to basically fight this woman mm. because of the fuckery that maxwell lord is doing so then that way you can have your cake and eat it too by having maxwell lord be a villain but then also because he's not strong he's not powerful diana could like instantly take him out mm. in one punch yeah. like you fix you solve that issue mm. And then that creates a bigger conflict because you have, you know, Diana fighting against yada, yada, yada. And then you, you go the same route of the comics. Like, the only way to stop this is, kill him. is to kill him. <laughs> but that's... They, they would never do that only because Man of Steel got so much backlash for Superman doing the same thing, basically, stabbing Zod's neck. Well, yeah, but there were other ways. That's because there were other ways for him to do, yeah, like... Yeah, no, I agree with that. And that's kind of very much like uh, Jessica Jones with um, Kilgrave. Yeah. Um... I mean, I like your movie better. I'd watch your movie over the fuck I just watched. <laughs> because as of right now, the armor was pointless. There wasn't even like... I thought when we saw the armor in the trailers, oh, it's because Sheeta's claws, like in the comics, are scratching her skin and she can't defend against... She needs armor to protect her. No, not even. She just decided to wear it just because. It wasn't like yeah. a, I gotta fight Barbara. No, it was just like, oh, I forgot and, and armor. Anything, like, She it, flew to her house. To get the armor to fly to the final battle. Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. What she didn't, because she, because she could already fly. Yeah, and then she. But um, the wings on the armor had to float. That like, got oh. destroyed immediately by Cheetah. Because it's like if anything, if you're gonna have the armor, it give it a reason for there to be. Like there was no reason for it to be there because you, you saw. By the end of the movie, she already got her powers back. Yes. So that's why I thought. One, so it'd be one thing if she was using the armor because she was still powerless. She was still losing her strength. Did you think so she needed they, something? She needed some extra protection. That's what we thought going into the, the movie. But even in, in the movie, that moment where Steve like points out the armor and they talk about it, did you not think like, oh, that's how she's going to fight Cheetah because she doesn't have her powers right now. It's going to help protect her body. That, that seemed like the obvious choice. But it was like, 
so I thought Steve would be there in the final battle at least. But when she gave up her powers before she put the armor on, I was like, wait, then why does she have the yeah, armor? Yeah, she doesn't need it. And she didn't even know that she, uh, Barbara was Cheetah yet. Yeah. So what, like, what did she even have the armor for just to fight normal people that she could beat even without the armor? Because it looks good. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> None of it makes sense. And even how she beat fucking Cheetah. Did becoming a Cheetah negate her first wish, which is I want to be like Diana? Because never mind how dumb it was where... Diana was like, you have to renounce your wish, Barbara. Never. She's like, I'm so sorry I have to do this. I'm like, are you about to kill her? What the fuck? And she That's what I thought. I thought, I was like, oh shit, she just killed her. Yeah. We've already established in the first movie she has lightning powers because of Zeus. But yeah. in this movie, we have to use Because you kind of saw her, you, you saw that, yeah, in the first movie. When yeah. Said, she was looking at it and she used it and then she used it back on him. Yeah. But now we're regressing to the point where instead we have to dunk cheetah in a pool of water and a electrical wire hit the water and electrical cheetah yeah Dumb. That's, that's the only way diana could be cheetah like but, she be but then she's got the wish of i want to be like diana diana was not affected by electricity in the water at all how how sway <laughs> like this make any sense <laughs> i was like that's how you get. And she like, she like, she's not Diana. She's Cheetah. <laughs> so stupid. I'm like, did the, the Cheetah abilities overwrite the Diana abilities? Because that makes no sense. Yeah, because that's the only reason she has her. It's not like she got her powers from being Cheetah. No. She got her powers because she wanted to be like Diana. Yes. And, and then Diana's also she's the wearing, daughter of Zeus. She's wearing the gold superconductive like electric armor, and it still doesn't affect her at all. I'm like, <laughs> what? Well, lightning. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying it, it should have hurt Diana more because she's wearing oh. metal. Nah, it's, it's well, all. Electricity doesn't bother her. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you can't have it both ways, Diana. Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins. <laughs> anyway, rant over. I just. So, yes, that would have been a better movie. I agree with you. I wish that was the movie. At least that way she wouldn't be a rapist because she's a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into. Uh, Cobra Kai season three. Almost like 70 years. You ain't fucked nobody in 70 years. Bro, she knew that guy for like two days. I don't... What kind of message does that send to women? That's not empowering. Like, never let go of the man you fucked once. Like, what? <laughs> and I mean, I also get it because in human nature, like, it does create that whole syndrome of the one that got away. Like, in your mind, you're thinking, well, damn, what, what, what if we could have continued? Yeah. So it does create that... That 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 stick not stigma but that that thought. Yeah, but people move on like. But I was gonna say, but at the same forever. time, <laughs> like you know, I mean, you don't need fifty. If you if you live for fifty years and you ain't over your your high school crush, you got some. You need therapy. Because <laughs> I, I also get like I saw some a criticism that I was like, no, I actually agree with that. Like somebody's like, what is this movie telling people that did actually lose somebody, a loved one, and whatever? Never. And they on. actually did move on, and they did had to move on. They moved on. They got married. They had kids with somebody else. And yeah, still they think about that first love or whatever, or that person that they lost. But they still moved on with their life. Yeah. Like, what does this say about the woman, the wonder, like the most iconic woman? Like she couldn't move on. It's it's like I said before. It's not it's not empowering. If anything, it does a disservice to her character. And so I'm like, like like the, even that no even, even that line that she said, which I was just like, I, I did roll my eyes at what? when when uh, at the very end, right before she renounced her wish, and Steve was like, Come, "You have to do it," and she's like, "I'll never love again." I'm like, really? Come on, girl. <laughs> Get it together. She, she looked like a mess in that scene too. Like, come on, girl, get it together. Come on, come on, Wonder Woman, you're better than this. <laughs> even even Steve is like, what? Just, what about this guy? Look at me. You could be you could be with this guy. He's like, she's like, no, no, it's not the same. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Then how about you can save this guy? Save him for me, Diana. <laughs> I'm killing him right now. <laughs> I'm like. 
fuck that guy's life. Fuck, he, he might be married. He might have had kids. Right, right, well, we, are, we know he wasn't because they made it a point, which I, they made a point to say, oh, he doesn't, like as if that made it better. But yeah. he, he has nobody. He just has pictures of himself. He's a bachelor. But it's like who was saving himself for marriage, and then Diana raped him. But 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 I'll, but it's like uh, but he hasn't been in his job for a couple. Of, like how do you know he still has a job he after this fired. movie? Yeah, he got his, fired. His life was ruined because it's Wonder yeah. Woman. Why well, Wonder Woman? I will become your next villain. But I also saw some people like, well, and on the flip side, you know, you know, if I got to have sex with Gal Gadot or whatever, I wouldn't is, be. But also, I was like, that is so. But also, I was like, but what if he's gay? Yeah. Maybe that's the reason he's not, whatever, married or have kids. Like, it's the 80s. Yeah. What but if- even that argument, those the same people that are making that, I've seen that argument too. And I feel like the same people who make that argument are the same people who would be on the other side going, you can't objectify women like that. That's sexist. Meanwhile, this dude's name in the credits was Handsome Man. That's the ultimate objectification. <laughs> like, you have no identity other than you're handsome. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> hypocrites. <laughs> I'm sitting there like it's like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to because Frankie said because I also saw some people praising at the end like oh yeah he didn't hit on her, you know that's a strong that's or whatever. What? I was like I was like yeah but what if he's gay maybe that's why he didn't hit on her. <laughs> why is that your takeaway from that scene and not wow. What a bitch that Wonder Woman like. Cause remember because the whole thing was about because people talking about the beginning like when uh, every time. Like in the beginning, every time somebody saw Diana, it was always like, "Hey, Diana, how you doing?" Yeah. Like, hey, could Diana, can I take you to the White House? Diana. Yeah, he was the only one that didn't hit on her. Mm. So it's like, ooh, there's hope. I saw that take on the internet, but I was like, yeah, but what if he's gay? Yeah, or maybe the other take should be, isn't maybe it weird how maybe he's not interested? Well, Diana banged this man and he just kind of looked at him like, yeah, I hit that. And like, it's weird. <laughs> I could not get that out of my head. I'm like, this is not a cute scene. This is not like adorable and endearing. This is terrible. <laughs> you raped this man, Diana. And then a little red balloon floats in the air. The end. What? <laughs> Yay, I guess. So stupid. Anyway, Cobra Kai. <laughs> I thought I was doing the right thing. But I failed you. The truth is, you got soft, and we paid the price. You want Cobra Kai? It's yours. The whole reason these kids got into trouble was because of us. We can't let them suffer because of our issues. The only way to end this is by working together. So, what do you say? Your enemies think they're the hero, and you're the villain. There is no good. Look at this freak. There is no bad. Only weak, but strong. What are you, Tango and Cash? <laughs> no, Tango and Cash were narcotics detectives. Oh, I'm sorry. You do realize neither one of you are cops, right? I thought we were the good guys. We try to be. There's one thing I do know for sure. You can't run away from your problems. I might never be able to... Go ahead. Never. Can't. Those are just words. They're meaningless. Um, and you got an early screen of Cobra Kai season three. Yeah, I'm like, I have to try. I'm like, I'm trying to remember. I saw Cobra Kai like in the very beginning of December. Well, think about it this way. Season three was all the aftermath of that insanely ridiculous over-the-top high school brawl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Two. 
And I'll say this off the bat, I was really impressed because it was it got so, Cobra Kai does this amazing thing where it balances camp and cartooniness with realism and decent choreograph, choreographed action. Mm-hmm. It gets it got to the point in season two. They were having that big high school brawl. I'm like, so where's the straight cartoon now? <laughs> because there's no adults. Even though I, no did, I did, I did, love that. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I love that. Brawl. I just didn't love it. I'm just saying that it's just, it's just we're we're now officially nobody's calling the cops. <laughs> nope. Full karate cartoon. Even like teachers are like, I don't get paid enough for this. That's a cartoon. <laughs> no, that is that is a little real. Some teachers, yeah. Some teachers are like, nah. Yeah, nah. I'm they doing karate? Fuck that. <laughs> I'm not breaking up in the middle of this fight. And action-wise, those long one takes, like in that high school brawl and the house brawl at the end of season three, amazing. Yeah. Those are really spoilers. Cool. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> it's a, basically a daredevil hallway scene. But this season, <laughs> so surprising. They, it was almost like the creators themselves were like, yeah, that was ridiculous. So now we're gonna have real consequences for all that shit. And it's like, what? There's real consequences to having this brawl that literally carried through in the entire season. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, from Miguel breaking his spine that didn't just go away. Like, he was, wasn't just fine in the first episode. It took, a, it took time. He had to come out of a coma. I was like, holy shit, he's in a coma? He had to go through rehabilitation. It's like, ow. Okay, this is actually going through with it. It had the school condemn karate. And, and apparently, we are talking full spoilers for Cobra Kai because he's going into it. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. yeah, you're right. My bad. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yeah, what if people didn't see it yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my bad. But we, are, we, say, are, we already started. So, yeah. Yeah, I didn't going. say how Miguel recovered. He just, he had, but you still said he recovered. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he's, no, he died, guys. <laughs> Miguel's dead. <laughs> All right, yeah. So let's go. We're talking spoilers for Cobra Kai. Before we get into spoilers, though, for people that maybe don't want spoilers, do you want to just give a brief like rating for it? I'd give it perfect vision. Like, I love season three. I think the show is way better than it deserves to be. I like season two better, but that I doesn't mean... I agree mean... with that. Mm, do I agree with that? Yeah, I think two is more fun. I think I, I would give it, I think I would give it a high, very, very, very high more than Passable, only because... Uh, so it's good as Wonder Woman, wait, shut, No, I didn't, I didn't get Wonder Woman a high more than Passable. <laughs> <laughs> but... I think the only reason I would give it a very high more than passable and not a perfect vision, and we, we will get more into it, is because I feel like this season in particular was way more predictable than the other two seasons. Like, I predicted every single major beat and every... I was like, okay, this is going to happen and it happened. This is going to happen mm. and it happened. This is going to happen and it happened. And I didn't feel that way in the first two seasons. Like, I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen, especially like the end when Miguel broke his back. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck! Yeah, word. <laughs> but this season, I was like, yeah, I know everything that's about to happen right now. And it, I can't say I can agree with that. because Granted, that saying, didn't make it boring. I was still along for the ride, but the fact that I was able to just predict it so, so frequently mm. as opposed to like the first two seasons where I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Mm. I would. Mm, so I think throwing increase made it more predictable because now you have a real villain. Yeah. Like before, it's shades of gray. Even they did a great job of trying to give even Crease, who is the villain, villain of the series, some dimension. I think they did a decent job. <laughs> I think they did a good job. Cause I'm like, no, I know, I'm not the decent. I'm not gonna say decent job. I think they did a good job, but at the same time, I was still like, yeah, you're throwing this in there. But there's still no excuse for him to be acting this no, way. No, but there's, a, there's an explanation, at least, for why he is that way. Yeah. Because I'm like... The original Karate Kid gave no explanation. Well, no, just, yeah, no asshole. explanation. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate that. But I'm like, dog, you're 75 years. Like, you're like one foot in the grave. For you to still be acting this way? Oh, do you mean how he's acting or how he's fighting? Because even that's like, bro, for real? <laughs> for I real? Mean, a little bit of both. Cause, yeah, for cause real. Because both of them, like, uh, like, uh... 
uh, why the fuck am I drawing a blank on his name? Johnny or no? I'm talking about the real name. But yeah, the, the, Ralph Macchio and uh oh, I don't even know Johnny's real name. Uh, Ralph Macchio uh is 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 is, is that, it starts with a Z his last name. But anyway, the two actors, I'm like they're in their 60s and Crease is in their 70s. So for them to be like, <laughs> dude, I'm like, come on, like. That y'all, last fight scene with Chris. Y'all, are on y'all, y'all got y'all AARP card. Like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like their their age lends to the grounded nature. I say grounded. It's not really grounded. But the, the more simplified nature of the karate fight choreography, which I think is a great throwback to the original Karate Kid series. Yes. I think it's, but they also do make karate seem like once you, if you know karate, yeah, you're unstoppable. Yeah, you're unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> Take out a whole room of thugs by yeah. yourself with karate. <laughs> but that's what that goes back to, like the cartooniness, the campiness, and it goes back to the original, the Karate Kid in the eighties. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's purposefully done that way. That's why I appreciate it. So you give it a high word passable? High, high, very, very high. Okay, so I'm perfect. Um, so let's jump into spoilers then. Um, we are, we already, you already yeah, were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. But, but okay, so jumping into the Miguel part of the storyline, I thought that was done really well. I thought it was really emotional how he went from being in the coma for a while and Johnny going, going like a spiral of self destruction because of that, because he blames himself as he rightly should. And then Miguel coming back and then not just being like a, oh, my, my coach, my sensei. He was mad at him. He was like, yo, I did what you said to do. I showed mercy. I got fucked up for it. Because even that, like in the very in, in the first episode, as soon as you saw him uh, fighting in the dream, I was like, oh, was so dope. he's going to wake up by the end, though. But I was like, more than likely. So I was like, what's going to happen is... It's a metaphor. Because <laughs> when they were talking about, not even just that, but when they were talking about how Cre- uh, uh, Johnny wasn't able to see him since he's been in a coma, yeah. I was like, oh, so what's going to happen is Johnny's going to figure out a way to get in. He's going to hear his voice, and that's what's going to wake him up. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. I was like, eh, okay. But <laughs> but no, I, but I say that. I'm not making that to say I didn't enjoy it. I was yeah. just saying, like, I was like. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I wasn't thinking about it in the moment, but you're right. It was, I knew where it was going to go. I didn't think Miguel was going to die. I thought eventually Johnny had to be the one to bring him out of it. And even Johnny would have to be the one to actually be his his strength we would be recuperating that's what happened he ended up not only did giant's presence wake him up from the coma but then later he was able to uh rehabilitate him where you know his mom was trying to get like a hippie dude to do moving his legs he's like nah fuck that we're gonna do it the old-fashioned way which is like hanging up by a fucking like harness and making him stand until you like i got this porn yeah i got this porn (laughs) man come grab it like oh shit didn't work i'm like yeah you're trying to like light his leg on fire like yeah if you want the fire to stop you gotta you gotta stand up it's like what (laughs) but you know even though it's all stupid as fuck things that johnny was trying I just love how the show characterizes Johnny as like an idiot with a heart of gold. Yeah. Because his heart was always in the right place. And also not that, like, granted, I think it's stupid and unrealistic, but I just love the running gag of how they make it like, he's lit. It's not like he was plucked, literally plucked from the 80s and just had to learn the new world, but they treat him as if he was literally plucked from the 80s because of the fact that he's never had a cell phone. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about the internet. He doesn't know what wireless internet is. He calls hashtags hash browns. Yeah, like... <laughs> Stuff like that. Just that running gag. I'm like... Grant, a part of me is like, even the Amish know how to work the internet. So, like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? But I still like the gag. Even when he was um, sending that Facebook message to uh, his high school love. I was like, you can't send that. It's like an essay. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. The end of that episode was so good. He said, like, the, the, Miguel tells him that he can't send that whole message in, like, the beginning of the episode. And then he gets, like, a life lesson by spending yeah. time with uh, Miguel and his 
high school sweetheart. And writes an actual good message. Yeah. And then, and then, then he deletes it. it. Yeah. And he's like, nothing much, you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, that was a beautiful message. Just deleted it. <laughs> but we've been there. <laughs> he's like a long message. Like, nah, I'm just going to delete all that shit. <laughs> but I mean, it's just... And all the the callbacks in this season to like Karate Kid Part Two, and then I guess in the next season we're gonna go into Karate Kid Part Three. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 trip to Japan made sense; it wasn't forced. Like, oh, we're just going to Japan for fan service. They put it in the story in a way that made sense because even the high school brawl has such a an effect on all the characters that it was it was fucking up uh, Daniel's business. So he had to like go overseas to try and fix his contracts because his competition was trying to fuck him over. And that ended, made him end up going to Japan. And but we, I also didn't like uh, I did, but I didn't. Wait, like what, you, what didn't you like? Just in terms, because like, it made sense, yes. But at the same time, I still feel like all of that stuff with Chosen and stuff like that and their training and all that, I feel like that didn't really... You didn't like that? No, no I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm saying that, like, all of that, because fo- that's what the main focus of the episode was. I feel like that didn't really make... I almost cried when she read the letter from Mr. Miyagi. Well, I'm talking about chosen. I'm not talking about the Mr. Miyagi letters. Letters. I'm talking so about just the training, the training, and all training that stuff, or, or just him interacting with chosen and learning the origins of karate. And but, all. but I like that because it came back as a way to defeat the more attack style of Cobra Kai. Because they make a note like you can't win a fight by just playing defense all the time. So it was like, oh, by the way, Mr. Miyagi had a paral a paralyzing martial arts. Like another. Paralyzer, your arm goes limp and shit. <laughs> and then he brings it back like, at the end. I was like, who's this? Ty Lee from Avatar? Exactly. That's what I thought. It's, it's a very kung fu, like old kung fu movie trope to be able to do that shit and hit some nerves and you're paralyzed now. But then when he brought it back, fighting Crease at the end, I thought that was dope. And then now you see that at the end, they need that like bridge between Miyagi Do and Cobra Kai because they kept talking about how their styles are so different. But having more offensive styles in Miyagi-Do kind of bridges that gap. Well, now it's Eagle Fang. <laughs> that shit is dumb. <laughs> that name is stupid. <laughs> but I like that it's stupid because it goes in line with Johnny's character. Yeah. Where it was like, Eagles don't have fangs. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like this season because the, the first two seasons really establish Johnny and Daniel as opposite sides of the same coin. And now they have a common enemy. Yeah, they're increase. very, they're very, even, even the, the relationship or the conversation that they had with uh, Elizabeth Shue who came back, which I didn't realize yeah, until this episode, I was like, that's the same girl from the boys. Yeah, I didn't know, me, yeah, you know, didn't, me and Crystal said the same thing, like, why does she look so familiar? I'm like, oh, she's a chick from the boys. <laughs> so I didn't realize, I didn't realize that was, that was, that was her yeah. until she showed up. But, uh, yeah, like even the conversation when, uh. They were uh, at the dinner table, all, all three of them, when they were at like that banquet or whatever. Mm. And she was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, the reason we broke up is because he saw me talking to some guy mm-hmm. or whatever, <laughs> and it it was just a friend of mine. And he got all jealous and upset and all that other stuff. But then that parallels to literally what happened with Johnny and Danny in Karate Kid One, why they started beefing. Yeah, he they were just talking. They were he was just teaching her how to do a soccer move, and Johnny got jealous. So it's like, yeah, no, y'all are the same fucking person. Yeah. And it's even cooler because they, they have such like an, a love for the original source material that they tie everything together. So that was actually a very small throwaway conversation that him and Mr. Miyagi had in the second Karate Kid movie. But 
it it was from his perspective. So in that conversation, it made it seem like it was her fault. But then Cobra Kai's a series does a good job of showing you that there's, and they even say it straight out in this season. There's your side, there's his side, and there's the truth. And she, Allie was like pointing at herself, is like I'm the truth. <laughs> and I thought that was such a good way to bring that theme home and kind of like make it like part of the story. And yeah, it's it's totally true, and it's it's shown over and over again in this series that like yeah, you know one side, but you know every side, and that. Your side isn't the 100% truth of the situation either. It's also funny, though, <laughs> which I was just like, uh, this isn't a complaint or anything, but it's just something funny. I was like, this 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 show does a great job in showing that shades of gray with these characters saying, no, you actually don't know the full story. The pe- person that you thought was the villain, there's no, there's some complexity and yada, yada, yada. And, yeah. and he's not actually a villain. It's just... This, that particular story that was being told, yeah. but then I feel like when it comes to Crease, it's like villain. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But I, but they even know. I, I, I don't agree because they even did a good job of showing that scene where Crease. Um, def- I, I get he has an, ulti- ul- an ultimatum, as in he wanted Tori to rejoin uh, Cobra Kai, but he recognized that that guy, her her landlord, was fucking with her, and even though he's an asshole, he used being an asshole to manipulate the situation and get her to become more financially free from her land. Yeah, he got her out of that situation, but it was for self-serving purposes. I so does that necessarily... No, it's not 100% a good... So yeah, goodness. you did a good deed, but for, for quote-unquote evil purposes. It's not, but is it even evil? Because ultimately, it's a goal really to be... I think he believes his Kool-Aid. He believes that he's making these kids stronger. And I think the, the flashbacks of his story really did a great job of explaining that. Because in that flashback story... Was he an asshole? Yeah. But did he do the right thing? He he stood up to his commanding officer when his commanding officer didn't give a fuck about him. He didn't even give a fuck about the guy that he was going to kill if he didn't step up and take his place. So Kreese really saved that other guy. Yeah, back life. then, he was more... But he killed a man. He's still villain. He still killed that guy. It, it, that, he had a very scar moment of like, long live the king, bitch, and threw him over the sides of the snakes or whatever. So yeah, villain... But you see that there are reasons for why he does the way. And it, it is not purely just evil because he still helped the guy. He saved the other guy's life. Just cause, He didn't have to do that, but he did it. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't think that he's like, his ultimate goal is pure evil, but he's just such a big asshole that you can't see beyond him just being like fucking around and, and hurting people for the sake of it. I think he just wants dominance. He just wants to be the one and only like martial arts teacher in the valley or whatever. <laughs> But that's what I was saying. Like, I get the, what y'all are trying to say with him, and all, but I'm like, but at what end though? Because I'm like, man, you, you about to die. Like, just go away. <laughs> you about to die. <laughs> and now, I mean, I'm sure they're gonna even humanize. Because like, more. what what is your end game? Like, you're teaching these kids to be assholes, but for what purposes? I have to assume what's how the series is at the end is even Crease is gonna turn around. They're gonna beat Crease, and unlike in the original Cobra Kai where they, where they beat Crease and it's like, all right, now get the fuck out of here, you're a villain. It's gonna be the thing where they bring him over. Ideolo- in terms of ideology to their side. It has to be. There's no More way. More than likely, because that's the same. Even even like with Hawk. Granted. Oh, I love that the arc for Hawk. You know, like the Hawk arc? I did. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I gave it perfect, and he gave it my <laughs> one puzzle. I mean, I did, but at the same time, I was like, again, going back to it, because I'm like, 
But I'm like, because I'm like, you broke fucking, what's his name's arm? And they forgave him way too easily. Yeah. It's like, oh, Hulk, yay. It's like, nah, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you now finally had an epiphany. But you fucking broke his arm. You did this. You did that. Yeah, like, legit dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. Not even, no, he broke his oh, arm. Oh, that's right. He had a cast. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Heal. That's another thing. People heal really. Oh yeah, fast. I was gonna say that the, 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 the timeline on this thing is like wonky. Yeah, I'm like yo, so you like, paralyzed. It takes, it takes like yeah, it takes like six to eight weeks to heal from a broken arm. Even Miguel. And even well, I'm gonna get yeah. to that too. But like, almost like the very next scene, he was healed. Yeah, it's like how long? Was and it then yeah, even with Miguel, like no matter how fucked up you are, it takes like especially if you're paralyzed, yeah. it takes months, damn yeah. near years. The one thing I like to recover from that, like it seemed like he recovered in like, like a month, six months at yeah. most. Not even. It's, it's, it felt like it was even shorter than that. That's true. That's true. But my thing is just fuck. I lost my train of thought. Six months walking. Hawk. Oh, the one thing I did like was that the he at least they didn't have Miguel jump right into being a, 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 the karate kid on the level he was before. Mm-hmm. So there was, they made a point to show that he struggled with normal kicks and stuff like that. I was like, okay. At least we have that. Because if it's just like, hey, I'm good, guys. Kick, kick, kick. I'm <laughs> as good as new. I'd be like, I'm fuck out of here. So at least they, they're giving it another season for him to get back to what he was. Yeah. And I like that. Especially at the end in the last battle of the season. Because it, it was like a like a, like a period in that storyline where he was able to motivate himself out of that funk and be able to overpower. What was it? it was the Asian guy, right? The Asian bully. Yeah. I forgot his name. I don't know. Yeah. And even, the, even some, it's so funny. Sometimes it's just like. But extreme. I was also like, with the shit that these kids are doing, all of y'all should be in fucking jail right Bro, now. Bro, <laughs> when you trash the man's house like that. Yeah. There, there's so many moments. Like sometimes it's super cartoony and other times it's super realistic. So it's like. Especially like it? Tori's whole storyline was trying to avoid. She doesn't want to go back to jail. But I'm like, you literally broke into this you man's house. You threw a child through a window. Yeah. First of all, that whole scene was funny because it was like, meow. Oh, you're sitting in your living room. You're a cat outside. I love cats. And he just walks outside. Meanwhile, the chick that lives there, they're like, I know you had a cat. We don't. You let that man walk outside knowing <laughs> you don't have a cat? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> the next moment, tossed through the window. I'm like, yeah, he's not like cut up, bloody. He's just like, I'm good. Let's keep fighting. I'm like, what? So the whole scene, while I, while I love the scene, and all the, I was like, all of y'all should be in jail right now. Like yeah. nobody's calling the cop. Like y'all literally broke into this man's house. Especially Tori. Not like it's not like you found them on the streets or whatever. And this is a battle taking place in the park or something no. like that. No, y'all are broke into somebody's house. Yeah. Like what if they were home? You know, yeah. What, what, yeah. Parents what if the were parents home? were home? It's just, it's just random. It was a dope scene. The, the, oh yeah, that's what I said. I love yeah, the, the scene. Yeah, the long one shots are epic. But Tori just straight tries to kill kill that girl. Sam. Every time they fight, she's like, nah. I'm about to kill you. I'm like, what? Okay, let's say she didn't defend herself in that last moment, like in the second season, where she's about to hit her with like the brass knuckles with like the spikes on it. So if she didn't put her hand up to defend herself, you would just kill this girl? Guess what happened? Like, <laughs> you saw like when she cut her arm, it left yeah. a scar. So if she actually punched her in the face once, she'd be dead. No mercy. No, no mercy. <laughs> I'm like, bro, we're just, we're just committing murder in this, in this town. But then when it goes to like the, you know, the people are like, yeah, karate's a fucking menace. You get it. It's like, yeah, it is a menace. <laughs> it's like karate gangs at this point. So, yeah, the fact that the 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 the, the, the town was against them and uh, all that stuff and how, yeah, he was losing his business. I, I appreciate the consequences and stuff like that. But then at the same time, they did walk it back at the very end just because the kids gave a speech. 
Yeah, that was so funny. It's like, oh yeah, so we're gonna just completely ignore the fact that y'all just fucking damaged school property and stuff like that just yeah. because you gave a speech. That was a good speech, though. Was good yeah, speech. that was a good speech. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, again, that's cartoony. But then before that is realism because when the the adults start giving their speeches, I'm sitting there going. If anything, this is more reason to not yeah, I was like, bring it back. Y'all, yeah, y'all are like proving. Yeah. Especially, especially. <laughs> that was so funny. Especially. Oh, when, the wife? Yeah, the wife. Yeah. He's a crazy monster. Arrest. She's like, yeah, man, I have a restraining order against him. <laughs> How dare you? Like, I'm like, you're making. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, I'm like, you're not making yourself look good. And I'm like, I get it. I'm on her side. But yeah. I'm like, in this situation, you're not making yourself look good. You're so then good. When, the, when the council was like, yeah, we're not going to bring back karate for this very reason. You're like, oh realistic <laughs> and then the kids oh cartoony <laughs> it's so weird they balance it but it works yeah it does it does <laughs> but it, the funny part with that wife too when she goes to visit crease in the dojo by herself and she's like i'm getting this shit done by myself fuck all this male fucking posturing bullshit i'm gonna tell you what it is i'm taking your ass down and she slaps the fuck out of him yeah and then later when she's like we're going to the cops we're, we're, we're solve this the right way look as a person who's dealt with the cops in 2020 for the same reason she tried to do which is get a restraining order I now know how useless of a system that is. Same thing happened to her. It was like, wait, so he said that I did something, so now I fucking have to get served paperwork? What? You're not going to help me? Nah, here, sign this. It's like, what? what's the yeah, point of this system? I guess, I guess it's whoever, whoever goes, who gets the restraining order first. <laughs> but ultimately, it doesn't mean anything. So you see even in that moment, like, I have a restraining order to her. It didn't. Nothing came of it. Yeah, no, it doesn't like, really. No, <laughs> I'm like, thank God, Cobra Kai proves that the system is fucking bullshit. <laughs> but I just thought that was so funny that she's she walks in there thinking like, oh, like an adult would. You think the cops are gonna protect you? And I'm like, cops don't protect shit. And then they literally show you the reality of when no, you go to the cops. Well, no, the cops do protect stuff. They protect the elite. Okay, fair. Like, you can think about think about when there's protests. Who do they go against when there's protests? They don't go, they don't protect the protesters. They shoot tear gas and. Throw them in unmarked cars and lock them up and shit like that. But they don't do that with with people that fucking are trying to steal the election. Literally making phone calls to governors talking about, oh, let's find 11,000 votes. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. With that Trump tape. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let's find some votes. Cops don't do nothing against those. (laughs) Them them people. So I appreciate that the system was bullshit even in Cobra (laughs) Kai. But, yeah, I, I fucking love this season. I'm trying to think of anything else in the season that I enjoyed. You didn't like the heel turn of Hawk turning good, but I liked it. I th- well, no, I didn't, I didn't say Miyagi I... Do and Cobra Kai. I didn't say I disliked it. I just thought it was way too easy, like, the easily forgiven. Robbie. How'd you feel about Robbie's turn this season? It made sense to me. It did make... It also made sense to me. Yeah. And it's crazy how he went from being the Daniel to now he's going full circle to becoming a Johnny. Mm-hmm. It's, that was just interesting to me. Yeah. Because, I mean, he did trust... Uh, Daniel at first and then Daniel turned him in Daniel made him go to jail even though he wasn't trying to I but, mean to be fair yeah to be right fair yeah, yeah to be fair it was the right move but it's like and he already doesn't like his father so now you got these two people in his life like where else do you go and that's also why people join gangs like you feel like you have nowhere to go Cobra Kai and you, yeah. And yeah and you want to have this family or whatever yeah. and then this person comes up to you like hey it's a family right here all you gotta do is this certain thing yeah. and you'll always be welcome yeah. Or even fraternity. That's why people join fraternities and shit like that in college. Because mm. they want some type of family. Yeah. So, so they're, they're willing to get a fucking plunger stuck up their ass. Oh, Jesus. With, <laughs> so with now the, with, my, with the hazing. My assumption is season four is going to be a tournament, right? Just a tournament arc. Or, or the training for the tournament. I feel like 
this show can't go maybe beyond season five. Yeah, I heard they were. In I feel like if anything, is it should be no more yeah. than no more than five seasons. Yeah, I'd so hope. I feel like maybe four is the training for the tournament, and then five is the tournament. So then, what's the big brawl at the end of season four? Because there's always a big brawl at the end. I don't know. More gang I, violence. Because I feel like there wasn't a big brawl in season one. It was a tournament. Oh yeah, the tournament. It with the yeah, tournament. yeah 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 yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess that's a review for Cobra Kai. Looking forward to season two. So maybe a big brawl between. Well, now we haven't had a brawl between all of Miyagi Do slash Eagle Fang versus the new Cobra Kai, including Rob. Robbie, Robbie wasn't even there in the final battle. Yeah, no, Robbie wasn't there. Yeah. He was too busy fighting Johnny later. <laughs> that whole sequence is pretty dope. I like, even that, that last battle between uh, Johnny and Robbie, I felt, I felt bad. I was like, fuck, man, you gotta fight your son. Yeah. It's a very Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker moment. <laughs> Even though it's so except, funny, except every time Luke, they show Crease, Luke, Luke, Luke didn't win. Yeah, but every time they show Crease fighting, it was just so obvious when there was a stunt double. This is they show the back of your head. And this is like he's moving like this. I'm like, that old man can't move that yeah, way. No. <laughs> Even that scene well, where he's using the Force, the dark side of the Force. Yeah, where Daniel tried to go over him and cut out the the his landlord by having him, you know turn off their rent or whatever or mm-hmm. you know evict them basically yeah and then they brought these two buff guys yeah and then Kreese somehow took them out and it cuts away you know it's the away. fight but it's implied he beat them but I'm like get the fuck out of here <laughs> this is like 80 <laughs> like literally on <laughs> but yeah looking forward to the, the rest before of the 80 year old or he's like 76 he looks good for a 76 year old yeah he does yeah he's still kicking I wish Mickey, Mr. Miyagi or um, what's his name Pat Morita. Pat Morita. Yeah, I wish he hadn't died before this series came out. Can you imagine? That'd have been amazing. Yeah, but he, I mean, he was old. Yeah. He was old when we were young. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so what's next? We'll talk about Soul. Do you have a lot of news? Because I have to get out of here in like 40 minutes. Not really. I was like... Okay, so let me have an hour. I was so like... Because at first I was like, we're not going to do news in this episode. I was like, but no, that's Breaks Tradition. <laughs> breaks Tradition. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Soul. I'm Joe Gardner. I teach middle school band. I finally land the gig of my life, and then... Ah! Is this heaven? (laughs) No. Is it H-E double hockey sticks? Help, help, help. Hi, Coyote. Can you help me get back to my body? Why? Earth sounds dumb. You're missing out on the joys of life. Nah. Come on. Wait, not me! Jimmy got soul. Jimmy got soul. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy got soul. I'm trying to remember. J- Jordan doesn't know that reference because no, he's uh, anti-black. He I'm, hasn't. He hasn't seen Dream Girls. No, I'm, I'm the too, musical. Too white. <laughs> too I'm many not, black. Too many. It's too black. <laughs> oh, we're bringing that back. <laughs> it's too black. He, he loves musicals, but he didn't watch the black one. <laughs> Someone was asking me what my favorite movie of the year was, and I was like, I don't, I don't even know if I have one. But when I really think about it, it's Hamilton. <laughs> I love Hamilton. I would probably say mine is Invisible Man. I didn't even see that. I mean, considering, well, no, actually, no, because I'm like, yeah, there's other movies. Because I was thinking of just movies that came out in theaters. Mm. But probably. Like Hamilton doesn't, it barely counts as a movie, but I'm going I'm to count it because I really liked it. <laughs> Maybe so. I also really enjoyed Soul. What would you give it as a rating? This is our, this is our very short non-spoiler review for, for Soul. Did you like it? Yes or no? <laughs> I will give... Probably give it a perfect... Yeah, I think I'll give it a perfect vision. I think I would also give it a... I'm trying to think, was there anything I disliked in that movie? I don't think so. In fact, I was presently surprised because there were things in the movie that I wasn't expecting. 
based on the trailers. Yes. Yeah. I like the 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 girl character. I forgot what her name was. Uh, twenty three. Not a girl. Huh. Twenty two. Twenty two. Not a girl. She's not a girl. No. Because she does exist. Because she's the soul. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair. Technically true. <laughs> um. I thought she Which would, is my problem with the problem that people are having with this movie. I didn't know that she was going to be an asshole, but I appreciate that she was an asshole. I thought she was just going to be like a, a Dory type of character, like stupid but funny mm-hmm. from the trailer. I'm like, wow, they completely like misrepresented what that character's like in that movie. Um, wait, so you're talking about the complaints people have about yes. <laughs> a white woman taking over the body of a black yes. man? And, I'm like, yeah. but she's not a white woman. No. They literally made a point to say that in this movie. So I it's like, yes, Tina Fey is a white woman, but y'all are adding stuff outside of the movie into the movie. Like for the story itself, mm. she's not a white woman. So for those who don't know anything about Soul, it's the animated movie where uh, there's a black musician who's like a part-time uh, school teacher who wants, who's like a dream of becoming like a jazz musician. And uh, he gets the, 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 audition of his life and finally gets to he sees his dream on the horizon he's finally got a chance to do what he's always wanted to do his entire life he's he's older he's like probably late middle age yeah and he as you see in the trailer he has an unfortunate accident and dies uh prematurely and the rest of the movie is him trying to get his body back so he can get back in time for the big show that he was finally going to live his dream in and i mean i guess maybe our review be more discussing the controversy around it because I've also seen I, I feel like those people are just looking for reason to be mad though because I'm like there were so many times in this movie where it could have detoured into a problematic way where I was like uh, I kind of get the idea of like oh can't a black man be a black man yeah that was, that was also one of my uh, apprehensions regarding this movie that, Same. that actually surprised because I'm like oh so they're kind of they're kind of not going this direction. No, and they 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 do it and they don't do it. Yeah, they, they do it and they don't. Yeah, like they switch they do switch bodies. So he's in a cat's body for a majority of the movie, and the and the other soul who journeys to Earth with him, who isn't a girl or a boy, <laughs> isn't even a race. <laughs> it's a it's a soul that is yet to be born. <laughs> they possess his body, but rather than just be like a goofy, now we're like in a freaky Friday situation. They use that as an opportunity to kind of show you that character's life and, and don't shy away from the culture that he's yeah, a part of. And that, that's the thing that, that, that really surprised me about this movie. Cause I thought it was like, cause even while I was watching it, I was like, Oh man, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Cause I'm like, we're only 50, 11 minutes into this. I literally looked at, I'm like, we're 11 minutes into this movie. He's already a blue fucking soul. Yeah. It's about to be princess and the frog all over yeah. again. <laughs> Because at first you're thinking they're going to stay in that world. Yeah, I thought movie. they were going to stay in that world the entire movie. Same. But then they didn't. And yeah, you had the body swap. And so technically he wasn't a black man. Yeah. But at the same time, you still saw his black man. You still saw his black man life. Yeah. You saw his, you saw him. The inter- barbershop. Yeah, the, the barbershop. You saw him interacting with his mother. They even have fucking Erica Badu playing in the background in one of the scenes, mm. which I was like, that's Erica Badu. Like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> they got some soul. Yeah, the they soul got movie. some soul in this movie. <laughs> So that's the thing that surprised, like, that, and also that I enjoyed that they did keep that in there. Yeah. So and it went with the message of the movie, which is like, and, he got, and the he part got to see, and, and, not, and, and the parts of him being in the soul world wasn't even it wasn't the majority of the movie actually. Funny no, enough, that's more like the framing device for the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's the thing that they used to get the kids in, because yeah. somebody else. I heard that's somebody, true. I heard that's somebody true. else talking about it. 
that's saying like they they tried to show their kid's soul and in the very beginning they weren't had they weren't really interested and it wasn't until they got to the soul world that they were like oh pretty let me yeah because I, I, I feel like before they got to the soul world it wasn't that kid like not kid friendly but it wasn't like a it didn't feel like a kid's movie well this movie I feel like this movie period is not it's not. It's for us. It's really. I would say it's really for us. Yeah, the old dreamers who don't want to let go of their dreams, but at the same time, maybe need more perspective on what's important and what's not. Mm-hmm. That's what the movie did a great job of doing. But just having them switch bodies, he got to see his life from the outside, and he got to see how he interacts with people, and how maybe the interactions he's had has been from a very narrow-minded place. Mm-hmm. And there, was like the, the conversation with the barber, even where he was like, "No, I, he was meant to be a barber because he's just a great barber." And he was like, "I didn't want to be a barber my whole life. I mean, I'm good at it. And I, I, I made do with what I have, and I, I, I love it because I, I want to be a veterinarian to help animals. But now I do, I do hair and I help people. And in his mind, he always thought like, if you had a purpose for something, you had. And then not only just that, but then you, he's like, "How come we never talked about?" It? He's like, "Because you never asked me." Yeah, he never really. Engage with him. Yeah, I always talk life, about his jazz. Which is, I I relate to that. Once I'm like, oh my god, I do that all the time. <laughs> I always relate to people on one level. And I'm like, oh, there's probably a lot more, Michael, <laughs> that I could know about if I were to maybe invest more. And that felt real to me. Yes, I'm like, that George Jordan made me reflect. I, look, <laughs> I get told all the time I'm very one note. I know I am. <laughs> I'm superheroes and fantasy and anime, but it comes to like real life and politics and I was like hey. <laughs> so yeah, I totally I relate to that in that moment and even the 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 idea of the thing that you feel like is your purpose it might be it might not be but whether you do it or you don't do it does not mean you should have to hang your hat of happiness on that happiness doesn't come from just doing that one thing I thought it was really cool. Yeah, and then not only just that, I feel like this movie did a great job of subverting your expectations and what you thought the movie was going to be about. Because just even based on the trailer, you thought this movie was just going to, oh, follow your dreams. You know, everything is going to work out if you follow your... It's like, yeah. no, this was beyond that. It's like, this have, this movie has you asking what you think that you want to pursue, what you think is your dream, what you think is your life purpose. Is it really? Mm. Because he at the end he because got exactly yeah he what got he exactly what he wanted and he was still like yeah, he's like nothing changed yeah I still I feel like something like I still I felt like something would like the light the sky would open up yeah. after this is and, and and this is again going to why I'm like this is definitely for adults like even the the awesome line that uh, the character Dorothea whatever her name is played by Angela Bassett was like there's a story about a man or a oh, fish oh oh uh, the musician that he looks up to. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, there's there's a story about a fish and he goes to another fish and he's like, I'm looking for the ocean. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the yeah. ocean, you're already in it. He's like, This, this is water. I'm looking for the ocean. Yeah. And I'm like, if you're if you, like it's a small line and they kind of like throw it in there, but and that's some they don't follow up with it. No, they don't follow up, they don't follow up with it at all, but that's some deep shit right there. Yeah. And I'm like, this movie had me thinking about like my own life and purpose and what do I want to do and all this other stuff. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's deep. Yeah. So I, I appreciate the movie for what it was, and I don't understand the like the, the backlash that's beginning online, especially with people in the black community. Well, it's, 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 that, it's mostly that thing specifically. But it doesn't really hold weight. Like, that doesn't... Like, it It could have been a Freaky Friday and it's been the basic-ass Pixar movie or whatever that we all expected it to be, but it wasn't. It had 
texture to it. It had culture in it. And then, what of course, and then of course like, people's main thing is, uh, this, see, this is why you need to have black people in the room going through your argument. It was like, well, not everybody that's or whatever. But it's like, but this movie did have black people. And the, the, the co-director of this movie was black. The executive producer of this movie is black. Well, people go. that did the soundtrack were black. Yeah. I mean... Jamie Foxx himself, like <laughs> he even had his own music in there. Wasn't yeah. he the singer? Um, was it on a train? There was some someone's playing a song somewhere. I'm like, is that Jamie Foxx singing? No, I don't know who that was. I, oh, think, okay. I thought that was The Weeknd. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I thought it was Jamie Foxx just doing another voice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that was. Oh no, it was the the performer on the street that they walked by. Ah. Yeah, I know who you're, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know who the voice. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Was there anything else? I mean, I, I thought it was funny. I'm trying to think of any negative things but I don't I didn't really have any issues funnier than I expected it to be yeah no I didn't really have any yeah I'm trying to think of things to talk about I guess for that's like, kind of for like a Christmas movie yeah it was just movie a, that came out on Christmas it was, was a good it was a feel good movie that was the thing I enjoyed more yeah than the other Christmas movie even though I did like that <laughs> you mean Wonder Woman yeah. <laughs> no fuck that movie <laughs> I'm trying to think I like the. Um, but funny enough, the weird. Oh no, I'll get into uh, that. that I, actually, now, now that I say that, I could talk about that in news. <laughs> oh, I the aesthetic was cool. I guess that's the only thing I'd love to talk about. This is the aesthetic of the otherworldly creatures. Isn't it funny when we like something, we have nothing to say? <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm not trying to think of a criticism. Like, I enjoyed it. But then people are like, y'all are too negative. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I liked this. Uh, <laughs> and also, I watched it like like what, a week ago. Over a week ago, so I can't remember all the details. Uh, the the Jerry Terry, whatever that thing's name was, the the villain, quote unquote, who wasn't yeah. really a villain. Which I thought was funny that scene where he grabbed the wrong person. Yeah, and the guy was traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't tell anybody about this, okay? He's like, oh, <laughs> no one will believe you. Um, I got nothing. Anything else you want to talk about about Soul? It was very soulful. <laughs> it was. And the criticisms that it's been getting are unfounded. If, if you liked Princess and the Frog and you didn't like this, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and if you did like Princess, because I didn't really like Princess and the Frog, this movie is, I think, that but better. It retained more of the cultural texture that that movie, I think, lacked. Yes. Because yeah. at least when he, wasn't, when he wasn't himself, you still saw who he was. Yeah. And the world he lived in. And the world he New lived York in. New York felt real. It Whereas felt Prince, like... Princess and the Frog, when she became a... Like, it was all in the jungle and the habitat and all the other bullshit. Exactly what we feared this movie would be. Yeah. Just instead of being in the jungle with frogs, it would have been in the fucking other... The afterlife. Yeah. Or the before life. <laughs> Although I would have liked to have seen... Because they kept bringing her up. The Lisa character. I thought they were going to bring her up too. Not important. <laughs> no, apparently not. No, you just had somebody you were you were feeling on and didn't work out. Or yeah. Um, oh, that hurts so much. When he's looking at his life and he's like, my God, my life has been meaningless. I was like, oh God. It made me start thinking about like, what would you see in my afterlife? You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's God. what I was thinking too. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. You say it's not for kids. That's for us to reflect yeah, that's, on ourselves. That's why, that's why I said this movie had me thinking about like, what are you doing with your life? Like, what, what have you done? That's and then what are you doing? That's nothing thing I really like. The um, the almost Family Guy-esque cutaways for 22 when she'd be thinking about the, like, the uh, celebrity mentor she had, like Copernicus and Einstein or whoever the fuck they were. Uh-huh. That was just, they were just, I don't remember even the jokes, but I remember each of those cutaways was funnier than I expected it to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I like those. Yeah. All right, Perfect Vision both. 
You want to get into news? Um, yeah, we could talk. All right, news of the it's week with Michael. It's not going to be in any order. I just pulled up some random shit. But yeah, going back to what I was saying. So uh, yeah, the debate between Soul and Wonder Woman. So <laughs> the debate. <laughs> obviously, the whole reason that uh, besides you know the pandemic and stuff like that, which is the more obvious reason, but that they're releasing a lot of these properties on specifically HBO Max is because like HBO Max didn't get as many uh, viewerships and stuff like that on upon launch okay. that say like Disney Plus or Amazon Prime or any uh, any of the other streaming services, uh, Netflix, any all of them. So they really, especially even like next year. So they were they were, they were pushing Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four to go onto streaming services, hoping that a whole bunch of people. We'll go to we'll go to HBO Max Meanwhile, to the point I've that seen they a paid lot of people online being like I didn't even see 84. I'm like shit. Okay, I'm gonna say to the point that they paid Gal Gadot and uh, Patty Jenkins ten million dollars each on the strength of thinking like if well, if Wonder Woman were to release in theaters, it would have made a billion dollars, mm-hmm. which it wouldn't. But <laughs> but with that, so the fuck <laughs> a body just fell. <laughs> but uh, with that, so. Uh, Soul and Wonder Woman both released on the very same day, and Soul got Disney Plus like four times more subs, people signing up to Disney Plus, than Wonder Woman did. I mean, I think that's so. (laughs) Judging by the quality of the movies, I would say that's very fair. So Wonder Woman had 554,000 people sign up for HBO Max, but guess guess how many Disney Plus did? How many? I said guess. Uh, I don't know. Do you not know the a, definition? A million? Of no. Two million. Two point three million. Oh shit! So it blew fucking Wonder Woman out of the water. Wonder Woman out of the water. Wow. Is so, that virtue of it being Disney Plus, or is that virtue of the movie's quality just being way better? I mean, it could be a little bit. It could be a little bit of stuff outside of Soul, because maybe there were people that maybe waiting for the Mandalorian to be done. Hmm. And then, you know, now you got the Mandalorian and you can watch Soul. But then also, it could probably also just be the strength of Disney. Mm. And also, I think we un- probably underestimate the strength of kids' movies or what you think is a kids' movie. Yeah, I feel like the probably Disney Plus app is just more like, uh, what's the word? Family friendly? Yeah, more. It's. I feel like I've seen people talk about the Disney Plus app more than the HBO Max app. Which I only just found out. The reason it's called HBO Max is because it's a combination of HBO and Cinemax. I was like, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought it was like HBO to the max. Yeah, HBO to the max. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I still think it's a terrible name, but okay. Because, <laughs> because I also think like part of it is probably some people are probably like, but I have HBO, so why do I need HBO Max? Yeah, there's a lot of But HBO then there's Max. HBO Go and, and HBO, HBO Now. now and, uh, but granted, those don't exist anymore. Oh, they don't? No, once the, I think once HBO Max came, they took away oh. Go and Now. But even still, like you have that, so then people are like, well, I don't need HBO Now if I got HBO Go, if I got HBO on cable or whatever. Mm. But still. So, I mean, names, whatever, because even Disney Plus sounds like a dumb name to me. But <laughs> Yeah, it does. But it's Disney. Yeah. So Disney's in the title. <laughs> But yeah, so H Disney Disney uh, Plus blue blue soul out the water continuously. So hmm. I'm pretty sure the executives at HBO are not happy. Man, the DCEU in general, 
they need to do something about that shit. And now we got fucking Zack Snyder's fucking long ass insane Justice League redo coming out. Like it's it's a mess. But uh, with that, speaking of Zack Snyder, because that's the very next thing I'm gonna get into. Oh, there you go. So yeah, they released a picture of what his Wonder Woman was gonna be, <laughs> and she was in like the uh, the Crimean War or whatever, and they show her with you know three decapitated heads. Or whatever, and that was that's his interpretation of Wonder Woman. So that was his interpretation between the events of BVS and the first Wonder Woman. Yeah, or no, before that, because the Crimean War was way before the first Wonder Woman. Oh, wait. So, oh, so it's as if Patty Jenkins so, didn't even I make. Think, yeah, the Crimean War says t- it took place in the eighteen hundreds. Oh. So this would have been before the first. The first Wonder Woman. So that was just his vision. For so Wonder that was his vision doing. for Wonder she Woman. She was just killing bitches. Just, yeah. Kill- Killing bitches until Man of Steel and, and BBS so happen. Like, see, I'm like, this, see, this is exactly why. Because Zack Snyder doesn't know what the fuck. Like, it's a cool looking picture. That's Injustice Wonder Woman. It's a cool looking shot. Yeah. But yeah, that's not Wonder Woman. Like, yeah. Wonder, and I was talk, talking about Maxwell Law. Wonder Woman has killed people, but she's killed people as a last resort. Mm. And not, that's injustice. Yeah, that's injustice, Wonder <laughs> Woman. That's Elseworld. Like, people are like, no, this is comic accurate. Wonder Woman's killed people before. Yeah, in Elseworlds. I think, didn't he, in his comments, say it was Elseworld, though? But this would have been Justice League. <laughs> Which is Elseworld? She is <laughs> <laughs> Elseworld as fuck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Look, I don't. So I'm like, this is another exa- another example of Zack Snyder just not understanding these characters. And then, what is and the that, I think it's part of the problem. That now? And that it's- also, I think it's part of the problem is. They, they're granted. I get it, but you're hiring. Yeah, they might be great directors, but you're hiring these people. It's the Star Wars effect. They're, they're they're pulling it different directions. Like why, as a broad company, it is not a good look to have him release that photo right after Wonder Woman eighty four came out, and it's a hundred percent a tonal one eighty from that movie. And in his mind, he's probably like, "Well, y'all didn't like Wonder Woman. This is this is a good one." That Woman. is what he's doing, and it's that's, like that's that's you're like, hurting yeah, the no, brand. You're making it worse. Yeah, you're, you're hurting the brand overall. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but it's because they have like this Star Wars effect where it's like a Ryan Josh trying to pull it this way and JJ Abrams trying to pull it that way. Oh God! <laughs> but like, there's not one cohesive whole happening here. And it almost seems petty, where it's like, fuck you, you like my Wonder Woman? My Wonder Woman would kill bitches. It's like, well, Zach, what the fuck, dude? Are we not on the same team? <laughs> like, but not, not only just that, and I'm, I'm not saying everybody has to be well-versed in the minutia of comic book lore and all the other bullshit, but at the <laughs> same time, I kind of feel like the problem that they're having with, with, with a lot of these movies is, and I'll even include Marvel in there as well, not as much, but still... I feel like the big problem is they keep hiring these people that really have no concept of these characters. No. Are not fit. Like, even in interviews, you'll hear people... And granted, it's one thing to do that for an actor because all an actor does is you give them a script and they interpret it based on that. Yeah. So they don't need to be fans. But if you're a writer and director, you have to have some knowledge yeah. of these characters. And a lot of times, like, you'll hear these directors and stuff like that, they'll be like... Oh yeah, I never really read comics or anything like that growing up, but I got hired to do one. Or even uh, a perfect example of that is the person that uh, that 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 is gonna do the acolytes in Star Wars. Mm. The person that's the showrunner. She says, "Yeah, I never was into Star Wars that much." So then, why the fuck are you making a Star Wars show? Who who told you to make a Star Wars show? Like, you know, I'm I like, mean, Kathleen Kennedy. She's the yeah, one that hired her. That's the problem with the direction of Star Wars right now. Is Kathleen Kennedy? She's not putting. The property and the brand for she's putting like these like 
I hate those. I mean, you I can say you can say yes and no because I was. It's identity. Because also, you got to take the good and the bad with that too. Because you can't blame Kathleen Kennedy for all the flaws, but then say, "Oh, Mandalorian is great." John Favreau, yada yada yada. But she also hired him. She also approved Mandalorian. So you got to take the good and the bad. Yeah, but I almost feel like that's a duh. Like you, oh, you're not gonna hire the guy that fucking made your but one of the best things you made in Star Wars for the last ten years, which is Clone Wars. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you? I, you don't have to be Kathleen Kennedy to make that decision. You have to be a fucking person with a half a brain cell. But meanwhile, shes I feel like she's putting identity politics and gender politics. I hate using those phrases. But she's putting those things before she's putting Star Wars. And maybe her, the argument is to be made there of like, hey, we got to get different pr- perspective. Hey, we got to get different voices on these things. But if your voice doesn't know anything about Star Wars, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't care what your race, gender, sexuality is. Like... That stuff is secondary. Star Wars is first. You put all this stuff in there second. And I'm going to follow up. Because I always feel like I'm talking for the other side. I saw a lot of backlash online for the... Did you see the trailer for The High Republic? Yeah. A lot of people I've been seeing online that don't like the heavy-handed SJW stuff that's been in media lately... They well, because they're black Jedi. Exactly. They saw the trailer. I'm like, what is? I, I, I saw first I saw the backlash, then I saw the trailer, and I was like, what is? Like, there's no story here to be mad at. So what do you? And they, and they go, SJW trash. More of the same Star Wars bullshit. And it might be. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Neither have they. But if your only criteria for it being SJW trash is that there are black people in it, but if you hear their arguments for it, their argument is. It's not George Lucas's vision. It's not George Lucas's vision. His vision didn't include black people. I'm confused. Like, what is what well, is your criteria? I, well, I mean, George, <laughs> I mean, I mean, true. There's argument be made there. And too. then also, I mean, there was Lando was the only one. <laughs> this one, you had, you got like. I mean, at least he made Mace Windu, right? Mace Windu is like the strongest Jedi, basically. Yeah, he, and he's black. So yeah, he is. He also said, maybe Samuel Jackson. But he also, <laughs> but he also killed him. <laughs> true. <laughs> and didn't really. You didn't really. He's supposed to be the strongest, but you never really got to. Besides the Palpatine, you never really got to see him do anything. <laughs> no, not in the main movies. You had to go into the. And that, even with that, you still got the the Star Wars nerds because George Lucas, his word is law. This is his universe. Mm. He said Mace Windu beat Palpatine. If Anakin was not there, Palpatine he would have killed Palpatine. Like in that fight, he won. But you still got Star Wars nerds going like, eh, I don't know. I, yeah, I get George Lucas said that, but. It, I literally, Star Wars theory said this. He said, "But it helps me sleep at night." But by thinking, yeah, I think Palpatine threw the fight. And plus, I asked Ian McDermott, and Ian McDermott said, "Yeah, Palpatine was pretending Why so would... Anakin could get there." So that's what helped. So that's what's canon to me. I'm like, but George Lucas said, "Makes make sense." Because this whole thing about Palpatine being so powerful, and, and I guess in their eyes, if Mace Windu, a regular Jedi or whatever, even though he's, he's not, not a regular, a regular Jedi, Jedi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like. Top three most powerful Jedi. Plus, he's got an ability that fights dark side. Exactly, but like what? They're, but they're like, oh, if Mace Windu could defeat Palpatine, it doesn't really. I'm, I'm like, I don't get. But George Lucas literally you know said, is, it's just because, it's just yeah, Ian McDermott. Ian McDermott may have come out and said, oh yeah, Palpatine. He totally knew Anakin was coming, so he didn't give it his all and all that other stuff. So he was throwing the fight. No. It's like, 
But Ian McDermott's not the writer. That He's, wasn't his plan. His plan wasn't for Anakin. We told him, like, yo, I'm a dark side user. It wasn't it, now I know Anakin's going to go back to the Jedi and tell on me and then have them come and try and kill me. And then I'm going to play dead just in case Anakin runs in the room. That way he can see I'm defenseless and then I'll be my, my, my Darth Vader. No! So there are, yeah, sense. Like, there are a lot of Star Wars channels that talk about, oh, yeah, it's debatable whether Mace Windu actually defeat. And they always throw. It's debatable. And they always say, yeah, I know George Lucas said Mace Windu won, but. But. There's no but. Yeah. But even so it's, just, it's that same mentality. Granted, it might not necessarily be this black guy, but. I think that maybe the problem is also, like you said, they didn't show him do enough in this trilogy. If they had shown him, if they had shown what happened in the Clone Wars between him and uh, Grievous, that might have been like, oh, he's strong as But fuck. even then, if you're supposedly a Star Wars channel and you're steeped in the lore and you know how powerful Mace Windu's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, why don't you want Mace And then Windu you also know, like, because if you watch the movies, you don't know anything about him studying Form 7 no, and no. his fighting style being Vapad no. and all the other shit. So, but I get, but I had that. But if you're feeling. a Star Wars channel yeah. and you know that yeah. and you're still like, and also you know that George Lucas said he won, but you're still like, but. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. That's fucking stupid. But yeah, just to go back, it both sides are sometimes fucking stupid. Cause that the when I saw all that shit like oh SJW High Republic, I'm like, I what is what is SJW about this? Just because there's just some black. And brown yeah, this is this? like the height of the Jedi Order. You mean to tell me there's not gonna be any black people? No, any just any white and like so. But but when I saw, I, I watched people on YouTube like like high like hundreds of thousands of subs counts people on YouTube or uh, Star Wars accounts talking about that shit and they would oh it was just so weird not, so it's like yeah not black, really weird black, black women aren't allowed that's, to see themselves as Jedi no, that's really the subtext there but I don't even think they know that because they kept dancing around all of them did they would just dance around like so what's H- what's SJW about it they didn't really have an answer. It was just, it's just more of the same garbage from The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. It's a big difference between that and Mandalorian, and this is more of that and not Mandalorian. But it's like, what are you basing it on? But the, yeah, just they, also, and they, also, they also take that argument further. You know the Mandalorian is Latin, right? No, no, he wears a mask, though. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to throw that argument in there, he's not a white man. He doesn't. So, so, like, so I, I'm just throwing it out there because I feel like more often than not, I'm always the guy on the other side. Like, oh, I'm like, I, I joke with you, I'm, I'm the Fox News of Blurs, where I'm unfair and balanced, quote unquote. But, like, that to me, I was just like, I can't. I, I'm a man on an island. I've got no side. <laughs> and then, even like Ahsoka, Ahsoka's played by an Afro Latina woman. Then you got Andor, 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 whatever the fuck the show is. He's a brown. I mean, I just saw people pushing against Ahsoka being. Rosaria Dawson. Yeah, I know. I saw that. But I, also, part of that is all like, why couldn't they get the actual book? Because, you know, like even Bo Katan, like they got uh, Katie Stackhoff, who voiced her in the show, to play her in the movie. Why couldn't they do the same thing for Ahsoka? Does she look like Ahsoka? Uh, Ashley, I don't know what she looks like. Ashley Exon? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know who that is. I'll, I'll pull her up right now. Is she not the right age? Because she was supposed to be older. I don't know how old she is. Because Ahsoka's canonically at the point in The Mandalorian should be she's, like. She's 39. Oh, that's... I feel like Rosario Dawson's around that. Maybe like 45, something like that? This is her. Uh, mm, I feel like Rosario Dawson probably looks more like Ahsoka than her. Yeah. I mean, generic white woman. <laughs> generic white women be winning, man. They can be everything. <laughs> if you're a generic-looking, handsome white guy, you can literally cosplay everything. But yeah, I think, Ros- <laughs> I think Rosario Dawson does look more like her. Yeah, I agree. She's got like... 
features that don't really match uh, Ahsoka. Yeah. Not Rosario. I mean, that chick. At least Rosario has, like, similar lips. I mean, she's orange, but the complexion's even closer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. So, Star Wars fans, you're fucking up. Not everything. You don't, don't just. You can't just slap. This is SJW trash onto something because it's got more and than honestly, two black seeing, people in it. Seeing Black Jedi got me excited. <laughs> I mean, I was indifferent. Yeah, I don't know the story. I was indifferent. Story, but see, like, story could be trash. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how are you? What is SJW other than they're black and brown? No one can answer that question. And to me, there's no answer. And, and, it's, and it's not even like. Which I don't even agree with that either. Like when people are like, oh, you're gonna have a female Thor, SJW. That's what it's like. You're not even doing that. These are brand new characters mm. taking place hundreds of years before the Skywalker saga. So it's like, it's like, what did you want? What did you want the High Republic to look like? All white. All white. That's it. Just just white, and that wouldn't be weird. <laughs> and some aliens. Yes. Yeah, no aliens, aliens yeah, we aliens, like. Yeah. <laughs> no Jar Jars. <laughs> All the aliens could be like maybe blue and yellow, but no yeah. literal, literal black aliens. So you can make yourselves blue aliens. You don't gotta be black, you guys. It's like, what? Fuck you. <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway, so that's why sometimes when the other side argues like, oh, it's SJW shit, I'm just like, yeah, you use SJW as like a code for this is minorities. So <laughs> that's really what it is. <laughs> but uh, also with that, talking about. On the topic of SJW and not SJW and being equal and not equal, yada, yada, yada. But supposedly there's a rumor for HBO Max that Amber Heard will be getting her own spinoff called Mara. <laughs> what? But Johnny Depp got fired. <laughs> Bruh, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. Why is there this, like, this double standard in Hollywood? And not even just that, but like... Ezra Miller is still a flat. Ezra, yeah, Ezra, Ezra Chokabitch Miller. We, we just stopped. Mike, so is that how society works? Like, if you do something insane, if you just don't say anything about it and just go low for a while, people just forget? Because I, I still see people like, yeah, Ezra Miller for Flash. I'm like, did everybody forget when he choked that bitch? Everyone was like, oh, it's a joke. But no one came out and said it was a joke. Yeah, nobody, nobody came out and said it was a joke. Nobody came out and said anything about that. You're not even him. You would think if he, it didn't happen or it didn't happen that way, Ezra Miller would have been the first person to be like, it's not what happened, you guys. But he went silent. That tells me that shit was real. And yeah, like uh, his like, publicist. Said, like I thought it was something along the lines. Cause me, I was like, well, maybe because the way because <laughs> the way we saw it, like maybe those were friends. They were horsing around. Somebody yeah. cat. Somebody caught the video. The video. Yeah. The last second. They seemed drunk. Yeah. So yeah. But it wasn't like they know each other. It wasn't really what it was. Yeah. Cause like if you caught, cause I tombstone my cousin one time, like. You catch a video like one, like the very tail end of that. You like Michael fucking yeah, it's just randomly tunes yeah, just randomly tunes on some random dude that yeah. he don't even know. It's like no, that's my cousin. We were playing, we were doing wrestling. Yeah. So what but, was he even saying? He was like, "You want to die? There was no, you want to?" What did yeah, he but say? there was. I don't remember. I don't remember. But there was nothing even of that. Like he didn't. Like nobody came out saying. Granted. Oh, you think that's funny? Granted, even the girl <laughs> didn't even come out and say anything. Like no, he actually. I don't know. Him. I mean, she was like laughing kind of as he was choking her. She was still kind of like, ha, 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 like, I don't... And it, yes, it, I don't know. We, for all we know, we can have the wrong context, but at the same time, that shit like... But the fact that you went, like, The fact that nobody said silent, anything. Yeah, nobody said anything. That to tells me, that me, tells yeah. you. Yeah, that's the, the big red flag that, yeah, something was going on there. And But it's like, what, that, that's all? Like, you just, if you just go radio silent, nothing happens to you. It's like Maxwell Lord. There's no consequences. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, all right. 
okay, that's what we're living in. Got you. <laughs> but yeah, the same thing with Amber Heard and Johnny. Like, they both, like, it's kind of like, not proven, but basically proven that they were both abusive to each other. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Like, Amber Heard cut off his finger. So at the same time, it's like, both of y'all are trash. And they had pictures of that. So I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Both of y'all are trash. So Shit then why is it? Bed, and, the, and it's both Warner Brothers. So I'm like, so why is Warner? It's not like, oh, it's one studio versus another. One su- so you could be like, well, I guess one studio is just taking no. a different. No, they're both Warner Brothers. Harry Potter is owned by Warner Brothers. So why is it that you're firing Johnny Depp? But promoting Amber Heard. But Hurt. you're promoting Amber Heard and Ezra Miller. Granted, it's a rumor that she's getting her own series, but even if it's not true, I didn't she's, still, she's still an Aquaman, too. I, I know that. I heard. I didn't hear this, but I heard that she was trying to get a bigger role in Aquaman, too. Which is even that is like, yo, the audacity of this. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like it's a double standard, and this shit is ridiculous. This, not even just in Hollywood, but in our society, where don't give a fuck about the man. Clearly, it wasn't the one-sided story she was telling, her side, his side, and truth, but yet, everyone's going to turn a blind side eye to him, even though he's probably the bigger star, and and keep her close. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm just, like I said, and like, then she's a bitch. Ezra, Ezra Miller, you, Ezra you, Miller too. Her statements? Oh, yeah, I, I think I read that last week, or two weeks ago. Where she was just like, like, oh, they're not fans, or like, yeah, oh, they're, they're fake not, fans. Yeah, they're, they're fake fans. Yeah, I read that two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, that's just... What the fuck, man? I just... Yeah, all these people calling for me to... Yeah, they're fake fans. It's like, no, it's because you fucking abused him. And it's like he abused and you. And you're being flippant about it. Yeah. You're not even like acting like you're apologetic or like you're going through something. It almost seems like you're flipping the bird at everybody that's like, hey, man, that's not right. Well, fuck you. I got away with it. Like, fuck you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but also with that, the DC... It's, it's like all chaotic. So with that, uh, Ray Fisher... <laughs> Niggas fighting in the streets. Ray, and <laughs> Ray, cutting off thumbs and shit. Ray Fisher basically came out with a statement. More? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He basically came out with a statement. I don't have it right in front of me, but I'm going to just like... Everybody loose, Marvel sipping tea right now. <laughs> loose, loosely quoted, but he basically said, I would no longer work with DC Films so long as Walter Hamada is part... Because Walter Hamada is the president of DC Films. Okay. And because uh, he's like, Walter Hamada is the biggest enabler. He didn't really do anything regarding what you know the complaints and all the, everything like that so he's the biggest problem and a huge enabler and so long as he's the president of dc films i would never work with them again yada 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 but at the same time so I'm he's, like, he's still running names out there but at the same time i'm like they don't want you back anyway <laughs> my god like you what kind of pull do you think cyborg has at this point man like if, even if even if justice was successful you would still be bottom man on the totem pole yeah but yeah plus this was his first movie well he well, no, because t- I was gonna say technically BVS was, but his scenes got cut. Mm. So Justice League is his first, the first time we've seen him on. Like, granted, he was a Broadway actor before that, so it's not to say he's, he had no career. Yeah. But in terms of movies, this was his first movie. It seems more like he's burning bridges at this point. And I think he's done TV since then, like True Detective. He's been on episodes of True Detective and stuff like that. But for the most part, he hasn't been in anything since Justice League. Yeah. And granted, I don't want to be the one to say. Because obviously, you know, something happened because they fired Joss Whedon because of all this stuff. And even Gal Gadot came out and was like, yeah, working with him was not very pleasant. And and Jason Momoa came out and said the same thing. So, yeah, something happened. But at the same time, part of me is like, you're doing all of this, but then you're also not saying anything. You're like, oh, Joss Whedon was doing this and this and this. But what did he do? Yeah. Walter Hamada's doing this and this and this. But what did he do? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Part of me, 
again, and I don't want to like disrespect this because, like I said, something something happened, mm-hmm. and, and I believe him. But at, the same, himself- but at the same time, part of me is like, are you really doing this to keep yourself in the headlines to make yourself still relevant? Because that's, that's what I was saying. Like he hasn't really done anything. I'm being. Maybe Since it's pessimism on my part, but someone like this, if he wasn't a celebrity, I'd be like, this guy's just dramatic. Because like even... He's been ringing the bell too often and, like you said, not saying anything. Yeah, because then even... That's supposed to be relevant. Because then even when he goes live or, like, you know, have, you know, stuff on... Nobody's... He's not talking about, oh, I'm doing this, you know, check out my future projects and everything like that. He's always talking about Justice League. So that's really the only... Like, when people join his Twitch, what about Justice League? What about the Snyder Cut? Like, that's all people want to talk about, but and that's all he talks about, but it's like... What else are you like? Yeah. Yes, you can still ring the bell, but also move on. <laughs> yeah, and it's like he's not the fact that he's not moving on. I feel like because like even like speaks Jason, more of his character. Like really. yeah, Jason Momoa and yada, everybody else, they come out and admitted like yeah, the, the it wasn't pleasant yada yada yada, but they're still moving on. Yeah, they're still doing other shit. Yeah, him, he's just like he won't let it go. This is his only thing, yeah. and that's what's keeping him in the news. What's his, what's his what's his sign? He a Libra. Sounds like a Libra. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm a Libra. <laughs> oh, so do you almost have a problem letting things go years later? <laughs> I, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there you go. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. Michael Cyborg, you guys. <laughs> let me look up his... Uh, oh, his no, he's, he's a Virgo. He's a Virgo. Okay. <laughs> If he was Libra, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I saw September. I was like, oh, shit. Then I looked at the date. Oh, like, so no. close. So close. <laughs> he's, he's a Virgo. <laughs> maybe he's both. Maybe he's on the cusp. <laughs> no, he's early Virgo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't call out Libras. <laughs> <laughs> just say, hey, my sister's Libra, all right? I was just, like, just I like, can talk about your problems. <laughs> <laughs> what sign are you? Sad Pisces. <laughs> Emotional Pisces. Peace. I'm a fish. Piece of shit. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I feel like that guy from Scar- uh, uh, nah, Soul. He's like, man, you cut deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a great. And that movie's funny. Uh, something like that. That moment. It's just like, man, you gotta tell it like it is, man. <laughs> but also, uh, I don't know. I have a segue for that. Oh. So, uh, Tamura Morrison, who plays Boba Fett, supposedly he's going mm. before. Before he uh, makes his return to the Book of Boba Fett, he's going to actually shoot uh, for Obi-Wan first. Oh, wait. So does that mean Boba Fett's going to be in Obi-Wan? Apparently. If he's going to be in it. Yeah. Uh, Unless, maybe it's not Boba Fett. Maybe he's playing Rex. Mm, That's right. Duh. He's a clone. So he can be anybody. (laughs) Yeah. So it could be be that. Yeah. Because I'm like, why would Boba Fett be interacting with Obi-Wan? It doesn't make sense. But it would make sense for Rex. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why. Yeah. That'd be dope. I mean, yeah. That would be cool. To see him. So crazy that Boba Fett's getting his own show. Like, he's so much older. He's like, what? Almost 60? Like a six-year-old guy with his own, like, action show? It's not like like Picard or something where it's like, you don't got to do much action. Yeah. But, I mean... He's done. He's done, did the action pretty well. Granted, you can get away with that because he's covered from head. Did to you t- see? Because he's covered from head to toe. Well, no, he was that in the action scene with the the stick thing. He was whacking the stormtrooper. Yeah, the stick with. thing. Yeah, but that was him. Did we talk about the origins of that? I saw some like little documentary thing about that scene and how it came about. No. No. Did you know it was a? He he literally had that gaff stick thing customized and made specifically for that fight scene because he wanted to channel. Uh, is it Samoan? 
the what's the thing with the rock? Samoan. Samoan. Yeah. Uh he was doing like a Samoan dance on set and they incorporated that into the action scene to make it more visceral. So that the reason why that scene is that way, where he's like smacking Stormtrooper over the hip with that stick. You sure he's Samoan? I thought he was New from New Zealand. Whatever that it's so racist. <laughs> I was like, racist. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but you know what I'm talking about. The dance, yeah. the, the haku. Whatever yeah. rock is, whatever um, uh Well, yeah, but the rock, the rock and Aquaman, they're Samoan, but I think he's from New Zealand. So I guess it's just an indigenous... Oh. What's it called? The haku dance? Uh, you oh. asking me like I fucking... Oh, I <laughs> but yeah, that's, it's, it's cultural. So I was like, that was really, that's really interesting. And it made that scene dope. So it's like, Wow. That shows you what happens yeah, when you're on set. It's you good, allow but that also part of it is like, where's the, there's no Earth on Star Wars. <laughs> well, it, they didn't start doing the Haku dance. Yeah. It was just they 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 use those movements as yeah, part yeah. of the choreography, yeah, no, I, and, no, and because that was part of its culture, it, it it translated. And I think that's really cool. Like when you're on set like that, and you allow other people to help the creative process. Well, that, no, that I completely happens, agree with yeah. that because you think about Chadwick Boseman, remember, they wanted him to speak in a British accent. Exactly. Yeah. And he's like, um, yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best movies and uh, creative ventures are made when you allow that creativity from everybody on set. That's, that's the kind of environment I also try to foster when we do films for Unworthy. Uh, I, I, and I, I thought that this is normal. But apparently, just hearing from stories from other people that have worked on Hollywood sets, like Power and shit like that, that there's stunt people in those sets. And some of the stunt coordinators in those sets, that that isn't normal in Hollywood. Usually, you get shut down like hardcore on set. From, and it, it, it's an atmosphere where you're scared. You're walking on eggshells to even give a suggestion sometimes, depending on the person you're working with. I think it's more, it happens more often, I, I would say, on TV mm. than it does on film. Mm. Especially if, if it's a multiple season arc, yeah, or whatever, because then you, that's when you start to notice. Like eventually, later on down down the line, you'll see the actor's name as as as, an, as a producer. Mm. But then with film, it's just like oh, no, 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 no. This is my project. I don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah, and then it's like it's you're like, an actor. Say the shit that I wrote for you. And it's almost like a environment of you're expendable, where it's like you don't want to say anything because if you say the wrong thing, it's like who's that guy? What was this guy's name? He's not coming back tomorrow. Like that kind of thing. It's like shit. That's some, uh, it's it's stressful. Like I couldn't imagine trying to be creative in a space like that. But when you do it right and you allow creative freedoms, you get the best result. And we see that over and over again in the stuff we talk about. Yep. Uh, speaking of creating, WandaVision comes out next week, and Ooh. they're creating nine episodes. I <laughs> am looking forward to that nine episode season. I'm also happy that it's only not. Is it hour long episodes? That I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just happy it that's nine. nine. It just says nine episodes. And that like twelve or sixteen or some shit. I hope it's an hour long and not. But then they're going the sitcom route, so maybe it might be a half hour. Maybe. I hope. Not. It might be like Mandalorian where it varies. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. But I want an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever is necessary to tell a story without filler. That's that's what I'm at. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like like I said before, Wandavision is like the thing I'm most excited for. Yeah. That I'm looking forward to. So hopefully I'm not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> no, 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 no. 2021 ain't gonna do wrong by us. I have faith. And then also with that, uh, there's been talks that uh, Patriot is actually going to be in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Ooh! Because uh, the actor I lost his thing. 
Yeah. Falcon's not even Captain America yet. He's already Patriot. <laughs> but if you go to his IMDb page, it says Eli Bradley, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh. Okay. Who's the, who's the actor? Is he like a young kid? Uh, black guy. <laughs> okay, black guy. It's not like a kid? He's not younger than than uh, Anthony Maggie? I well, hope yeah, so. he's not. He's not like old, an old man. <laughs> no, but I assume like a kid. This, not is, a kid. this is him. Okay, yeah, he's young. Okay. Yeah, he looks kind of like uh, Elijah Brown. Richardson. Okay. Yeah, if you go to his IMDb profile, it says Falcon and Winter Soldier, Eli Bradley. I feel like Patriot was darker skin than that, but okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can say that about America Chavez. I know, I'm just like, there's a trend here. You can Wasn't say, he? I'm not wrong, right? Wasn't he darker in the comic than that? Not a not a whole lot, but yeah. I thought he was like uh, Sam Wilson complexion. Hold on, let me. Yeah, Elijah. Could have swore he was. But yeah, you can say that about America Chavez. You can say that about everybody. You can say that about freaking uh, uh, Kamala Khan. It's like every dark skinned character. Yeah, one. he's like our complexion. The other guy wasn't. He yeah. looked, he looked lighter skinned than us. Yeah. What? Not not saying like fuck him. He's light skinned. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, he's not like super light skinned. No, 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 no. But it's almost like they always look at the complexion of the comic character and like add two 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 filters of milk in that. Right. <laughs> On the flip side, somebody somebody made the argument. They was like. Yeah, but at the same time, light-skinned people could be like, there are no light-skinned superheroes in comics. Like, think about it. All the, su- all the black superheroes are like are dark. dark. Yeah, dark brown, but they're not like light-skinned. Hmm. I can't. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait a second. Hmm. Exactly. Maybe the, point, maybe the point of that in comics is, like, if we make them any lighter, people will think they're, like, Asian or something. <laughs> it's like, I make them dark so we know it's black. Oh, that's a good point. I'm trying to think about it. That's what I was saying. I was like, yeah, you think about it, there are no light skin. They don't exist. <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> in the comics, but they're but black. In the com- black. That's black. what I say. In the comics, they don't exist. But then in the movies, dark skin black superheroes don't exist. Yeah. Even though they're supposed to be. Yeah. So I'm like, this kind of makes me nervous. Because I'm like, they keep doing this. So I'm like, we about to get a white person for Storm. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, they're going to get a full-on white woman to play, to, to play Storm. She's from South Africa, okay? Don't be fucking offensive. So I'm like, well, actually, she's from New York. A lot of people get that wrong. Oh, Storm? Yeah. Oh, no. Someone with they the keep saying this African woman. It's like, no, no, no. She's a New Yorker. She's mm. born in New York. She's mm. American. I always think about Africa. You always think about the, uh, she was raised, the Shadow King. Yeah, when yeah. she was born, her parents eventually moved to Egypt, but she's American. Like, mm-hmm. people keep this African woman. No, she's American. <laughs> her, and her father's also not African. Her father's New Yorker from Harlem. Oh. Her mother's African. Like, so she's you? a literal African American. <laughs> <laughs> That's unlike, unlike us. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Fake. <laughs> centuries down the line. Whatever I am, I don't even. <laughs> I gotta do my answers. Yeah, for that I was song. like, t- t- yeah, with all the mixing and all the other stuff, it's like, no, because I got, because Sp- I did my ancestry. I got Spain and Portuguese and yada yada yada. And we're the only people like that have that issue. Well, yeah, black. Yeah, because like I, I can't tell you how many times like I've had a white person or a Spanish person ask me like, "What are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm black Puerto Rican." Oh, what what kind of black? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> black, American black, slave black. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> My family's ancestors were slaves. I don't know what to tell you. My grandmother grew up in the South, dirt poor. She had like a no plumbing outhouse. Like that's, That was her growing up. 
So before that, even less. <laughs> Reparations. <laughs> yeah. I wish. So, yeah. So he's rumored to be in Falcon and Witch. So that kind of makes me wonder or think. So I guess they are going to do the uh, that Captain America story with uh, Isaiah Bradley and the first black. Um, no, oh, the I, first I, black Isaiah, Isaiah was the son. Oh, that's literally the story of Patriot? He's the son of the first, cap, first black Captain America? Anything no, no. Uh, Patriot is the grandfather or the grandson. Oh, the grandson. Of the first black Captain America. Oh. So, so his father... I didn't know that. ...is the son of him. So does he have super strength? Which is stupid. <laughs> he doesn't or he does? So, no, 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 no. The story of his powers is stupid. <laughs> so basically, his grandfather is the first Captain America based yeah. on, you know, all that stuff with the experimentation and yada, yada, yada. Because yeah, yeah. for those that don't know the story... Before Steve Rogers got his powers, they tested the super soldier serum on black people. Of course, because that's what they do in real life. That's what they do in real life. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of black people died, but then one black person, I keep forgetting his name. It's either Isaiah or. <laughs> we do that shit literally last year with the pandemic. No, I... <laughs> Look, herd immunity. Let them all, let all the black and brown people get the disease and then figure it out from there. Like, what? <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, Isaiah. Isaiah is the first one. His son. His son was Josiah, uh, Josiah, and then Elijah. So, uh, so yeah, Isaiah was the one that didn't die. It's, uh, the story is Captain America, Red, White, and Blue. I think. Mm. I think that's what it is. Hold up, let me look this up. I feel like a bad black person because I don't remember the story. Yeah, Captain Asia. America, Captain America, Red, White, and Blue. So. Um, so he didn't die and he was able to survive and everything like that. So they sent him out on missions and stuff like that to, you know, make sure the, the super soldier serum worked. But obviously it was covert. They didn't want to, you know, blackmail. He's not Captain America or whatever, but they gave him the suit and shield or whatever. So he, they, again, to test, to make, to see how it worked, mm -hmm. to test it out. And, but then, but they started, what they noticed is that even though he got the strength and everything that Captain America had, it started to cause his, uh, his uh, degenerative brain quality. So it's like his intelligence would slowly deteriorate. Like Hulk. Huh? Like Hulk kind of. Even, even less. Oh, like brain dead? Kind of to the point. He's oh, kind of like, he, like when they showed him in present day, he's kind of like, he's aware, like he's like pretty much brain dead. Oh, so he's kinda, like an invalid. Yeah. To the, yeah, in a sense. So that's basically the story of, 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 of Isaiah Bradley. And then he ended up having a son and his son inherited his powers, and then he obviously had Elijah. But the way Elijah worked was Elijah didn't get his Captain America powers, even though he had the super soldier strength and all that other shit. He didn't get it from his bloodline. He got it because he was taking mutant growth hormone. And it was a whole storyline of drugs. Yeah, basically. So there's a whole. <laughs> the black Captain America yeah. drugs again. So there was a whole storyline of him taking drugs, and then the Young Avengers caught him taking that. Oh, my God. They thought because they thought he actually got his powers because you know he's the yeah because he got it from just yeah being the son so then of, they uh, they, the they found out he was taking drugs yada yada Wait, yada. So what happened to his dad? He's did he become a superhero or something? Like where where is he at? Um, I don't think he's really doing. Because so, so I'm saying like, I I know about the grandfather, I know about the grandson, but I didn't, if this grand if the other if the guy in the middle had powers, where'd he go? He just didn't do shit. He's just like yeah, I got powers. Well, no, he did. He did. But I became an accountant. <laughs> so, he did. This is this is his. This is him. The son. Oh, 
So he also wore a Captain America suit and stuff. Yeah. Oh. But I don't really know his story. Was he fighting in the civil rights movement? I know he, he served. He, he served during Vietnam. I know that much. Because I feel like if there's a black guy around with Captain America powers during the civil rights movement, uh, <laughs> I feel like that would kind of change history a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but also like, granted, Captain America is strong and powerful, but it's not like Captain America stopping bullets. <laughs> no, but just that—that'd be like a symbol to rally behind. Like you got Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and fucking Cap- Black Captain America. Like, <laughs> well, there is, there is, there is that story in the uh, Captain America comics where only black people knew about him. Mm, that's dope. So like Luke Cage, so Captain America was like, "How come I'm, I don't know this?" And it's like, "Yeah, you go like black people know about black people know who he is." It's like a black he's, people secret. <laughs> yeah, he's our hero, um. and it's like passed down. So yeah, like. That's interesting. So that's the thing. That's like that's actually a really interesting concept for like a movie, but they'll never do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, granted, it might be too much because you know Falcon and Winter Soldier is not just Falcon's story. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like they would introduce that. I don't know, but anyway, so like, make a long story short. So they found out he was taking mutant growth hormone, yada yada yada. He ended up quitting, quitting uh, the Young Avengers or whatever at a certain time. But then something happened to him where he tried to you know, help out without the mutant growth hormone. He ended up in the hospital. And so he ended up getting a blood transfusion from his grandfather. And that's what finally gave him the strength. So if he's which I'm like, day one. But you, yeah, I'm like, you, that blood, granddad. <laughs> I'm like, but you already have his blood in. Like, you're his grandson. So yeah. like, no, I don't no, no. know. It, it activated his blood. Well, more blood yeah, blood. what's the difference? <laughs> so I think uh, that, that whole thing was stupid. Agreed. That is pretty stupid. You just, you just have them have the powers. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's not doing drugs and shit. So hopefully, I mean, obviously there's no mutants in Captain in, in MCU, so I don't know. But then, I don't, I don't, so I don't know how they're going to do Patriot. Like, is he going to have super soldier serum in his blood, or mm. is he just going to be a regular guy? Because, I mean, Falcon's a regular guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how, how they're going to do it. Hmm. Guess we'll see. So, yeah, but that's, that's the thing. Falcon, supposedly Patriot is going to be... And Falcon and Winter Soldier. So yeah. I'm with it. So yeah. If nothing else, it'd be just a cool like if he looks up to Sam Wilson, who is becoming the next Captain America. And then just throw in the whole. I, I say throw in the story. Granted, I feel like it'll be a missed opportunity of not having Steve Rogers there, since literally he's a product of the Super Soldier Serum. I uh, was hoping project. So for even if, so I kind of feel like even if Falcon or they do go into it with Falcon, I'm like, it doesn't really, it doesn't apply to him because he has nothing to do with the super soldier serum. Mm. So like it would be more impactful, and which is why I think if it did work for Steve Rogers. It'd be more impactful to find out the very thing that gives him his identity, him being Captain America, the super soldier serum was built off of racism, mm. especially considering what he's supposed to represent. I'll never go into that. <laughs> but I'm questioning. But, I'm saying, but I, feel really like, I feel like about. they'll. I feel like they'll touch on it because I'm like, if they're bringing Patriot in, they have to touch on it at a certain point. But I'm like, for them to do it with Falcon, who has no connection to this, yeah. doesn't necessarily make sense. No, do you, we never really talked about it, and I've really seen people online talking about it. But do you think there's a world where Chris Evans makes an appearance in this show? No, because I always thought that it'd be cool if he was like in the comic, he was kind of the guy in the chair for Sam for a while. Yeah, but I kind of feel like that's what Bucky is. That's why it's Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, but he's like on the field with them. I mean, like a guy that they call up for information or stuff. Because what's Steve doing? Steve's not dead. He's living his life with fucking uh, what's her face? Peggy. Yeah, Peggy. No, he's not. He's in their reality, isn't he? He didn't go back. He stayed there, didn't he? Oh yeah, I forgot. Peggy's, he lived his. I yeah, forgot he, Peggy's dead. Yeah, he lived his life, and now he's an old man, just in a retirement home somewhere. He's like, I, I couldn't imagine. He's just like, yeah. 
have fun on your adventure, Sam and Bucky, my I two mean, best friends. I'm I mean, just gonna be at home. <laughs> I mean, he might. He didn't. Really, he went and lived his life with Peggy and didn't care about anything else before. Yeah, but your friends. And we're are, also assuming your friends are in mortal danger. You're not gonna try. You know, and... plot, plot holes. But we're also assuming that he knows has all this future knowledge. He goes back to the past. He does nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, you mean the other world? Yeah. He has like information. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, we don't even know what the fuck happened in the other world. For all you know, everybody in that world is dead. He killed everybody. <laughs> he yeah. lost his he, mind. He, he, he kept his powers. He has a shield, but he didn't. He didn't participate in World War One, World War Two. He didn't do anything during the Civil Rights Movement. Yeah. He didn't. He 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 does. He knows about the assassination of JFK. He doesn't try to stop it. Nope. <laughs> Just chilling in my other world, my other dimension. But then there's also, uh, granted, they obviously they didn't touch on this, but there's a theory in like that time is self-correcting. So no matter what you do. No matter how much you try to change, but like, it doesn't even matter what happened in the other world because it doesn't affect the the current MC universe because there's different dimensions. But at the same time, he still showed up in our dimension. So how does that work? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like you say it doesn't matter, but he was able to age and show up in Bucky's. Yeah, he lived his life in a completely different dimension that probably had different things happening just from his presence alone. But irrelevant because it'll never affect the main DC but I'm saying but he, but he lived his life and showed up in our in the, in the main MC like how did he get there how did he get back to the main universe yeah I mean it, logistically it doesn't really make sense because he didn't use the teleporting thing maybe no. maybe he used that dimension's teleporting thing to get back <laughs> but that dimension didn't I don't know it's, it's, it's weird, weird. <laughs> like, is it, if you start pulling at the threads it does fall apart but I'll, I'll take it <laughs> I just think it's weird that if he's now in the main MCU universe again and he doesn't do anything, he just he just lives he's old. <laughs> yeah, he's what is he gonna life. do? What is he gonna do? I don't know. Wisdom. Granted, but I'm like I'm the advice guy. <laughs> like super soldier, sir. I'm like, aren't you supposed to like age slower? <laughs> that too. Who knows? It's kind of like Nick Fury taking the granted. It's, it's not the same Nick Fury, but taking the Infinity Formula. You're supposed to age slower. Is that what the excuse is in the comics for him aging slow? Yeah, well, at least the white Nick Fury. Yeah, but the same, like, is he even around anymore? I thought the black Nick Fury took over. Well, yeah, who, no, he's not around anymore. Who is somehow yeah. his half black yeah, son? Yeah, half black son. <laughs> so fucking weird. Yeah, it's weird. That's just the way to connect him and make him Nick Fury Jr. or whatever. Just have him fucking dimensions or some shit. Like, have they brought back ult they brought Ultimate Miles from the Ultimate Universe? Just have Nick Fury from that universe come over. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's gotta be in universe. <laughs> that's also kind of my problem with like the whole race bending aspect of it, because I feel like I made I made this point before uh, on Clubhouse when I was in it, but I feel like it's the easy route for them to just take these characters and then just flip them, but then they don't do anything with that. Like for granted, I get there was an ultimate Nick Fury, yada yada yada, but to have a black man basically be the highest ranking person in all of government in charge of shield mm. which is a secret which is a secret co-op organization that even has higher rankings than anything in the government yeah. and they're able to have and he's able to have all this control and yada 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 like how did he get there what what's uh, that story uh obviously especially because especially considering <laughs> especially considering since he's much older like obviously he was around during the civil rights and et cetera, he was coming up through the ranks yeah. during that time. How did it get to the point that you're now the most powerful, essentially, person, the entire, even more powerful than like the president, because you're the head of Shield, <laughs> and Shield is international. Like, 
Oh, yeah, this, to, def- ha- to have a black person in that position, there's a story there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the story is his dad was a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he inherited all that power. <laughs> What's the word? Fuck. Nepotism? Like, nepotism, exactly. Yeah. One word, nepotism. <laughs> all right. But, all right, final thing is, uh, so guess what was the, because of, you know, coronavirus and all that other stuff. Coronavirus! Guess what was the highest grossing movie of 2020? It's gonna be something stupid, isn't it? <laughs> was it Birds of Prey? No. Then I have no idea. What else came out this year? That was big. I don't know. What was it? Bad Boys for Life. Oh shit! <laughs> I forgot about Bad Boys for Life. Apparently, a lot of people. Wow. But, it, it but enough good. to be the highest grossing movie. But it was actually good, though. Yeah, I, I didn't. We we reviewed it, didn't we? Yeah, we didn't. We didn't hate it. Yeah. I thought we both. We, I thought we both thought it was surprisingly good for what it was. Yeah. 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 So but fuck yeah, yeah. That, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll get you behind that. Bad Boys for Life. Hell yeah. yeah. Highest grossing movie of 2020. I'll take that over something like Birds of Prey. So. <laughs> Bad boy. And Martin Lawrence deserves it. Yeah. I mean, the movie, like I said, the movie was good. Like, surprise, like, because I was like, Bad Boys I know the Bad Boys movie. Like, who needs this? <laughs> but. And that was probably the high point of Will Smith's 2020. But, yeah, that, but then after I saw it, I was like, oh, wait, I'm actually looking forward to another one. Yeah. I hope the, the, the sequel's called Bad Boys Entanglements. <laughs> it might be. Uh, can you imagine? Jada's in it. Oh, my God. That'd be hilarious. But, yeah, so that's it. Okay. Bad and Boys. We are just ending, over three hours. Ending on Bad Boys for Life. Bad how fitting because we are going to be blurred vision for life. Because, are we? Are we? Yes, <laughs> because everybody keeps saying that we need to come back. So you know what? You're right. Every time I, I do talk about it, I am very unsure. So I'm gonna be sure this time. We are going to be back weekly on blurred vision. Yes. I feel like if we have a podcast on Monday now, it's too close because we're releasing this on Thursday, and then what? Three days before another podcast. So I guess Wednesdays is our day. Does it matter? Do you care? <laughs> Michael's like, no, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, I don't even think it's gonna happen. You're lying. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like because of the state of the world, weekly probably wouldn't work. Only because there isn't as much. Because it's not like a movie's coming out every week or a show is coming out every week. That's true. So the next thing this will become an, oh, an anime podcast, really. Yeah. So I'm like the next the next thing that comes out is Wandavision, and that next. comes out on Friday. Not this Friday, but next Friday. Next Friday. So then you have to give time for us to watch it, mm. to even to talk. Because otherwise, if we come back next week, what are we talking about? The next episode of Attack on Titan. That's the end. Like there's nothing else. That's true. Well, you haven't caught up in that yet. So. No, not have I, I haven't. <laughs> okay. Un- so- unless unless it's like we're going back and backtrack on shit like old catalog yeah. which I'm like eh. <laughs> I don't want to have to rewatch shit just be refreshed for the podcast so yeah you're right so maybe weekly isn't the way to go so maybe, maybe it's we, more weekly so maybe, depending so on maybe weekly if there's for things Wanda, to talk about so weekly for WandaVision probably work because it comes out every Friday after oh, that oh it's not all at once no it's, it's not like all Mando. at once it's like, yeah, it's like Mando oh okay well, I mean, but then, but then once Wandavision ends, then it's gonna be like a little low. So like, basically, we're the TV show podcast now. We talk about anime and TV shows. Yeah, because like movies, like I, I can't think of like I don't know what I can't think of the next like big movie release. 
hmm. that's going to granted obviously it's not going to go to theaters i think the next movie comes out on like hbo max okay well everybody listening right now throw in your suggestions if you have anything specifically you want us to review i know there's probably people out there that have like a bunch of anime that we never got around to that want us to watch but i do want to talk about the weekly anime too so if nothing else Maybe oh my god is it such a is it such a travesty that we have maybe hour long episode <gasps> an hour us it all <laughs> just upset the whole yeah <laughs> word vision community but I mean you know we'll we'll play it by ear when we have something to talk about we'll talk about it oh um, what the fuck what rioting Trump supporters have stormed the Capitol building as the president demanded the election uh god. oh my god be overturned Michael. Antifa's the real problem. Would you please stop talking about these good patriots who are not national terrorists? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Your definition of terrorism depends on the color of your skin. Exactly. <laughs> and the real problem is Antifa, not not these good people. <laughs> and now we're getting to the blurred vision political part of the podcast. But on that note, I guess we're going to wrap it up here. Uh so maybe not next week, but definitely the following will be back for WandaVision. Maybe we'll be back next week if I can convince Michael to watch a fucking anime. <laughs> well, I mean, no, we could, well, we can record next week, but the episode won't come out to the following week. Because, like, if anything, like I said, WandaVision comes out on Friday. If we were, maybe we record Saturday and the episode maybe drops Sunday or we record Sunday and the episode drops Monday. That's what I'm saying. And then we're skipping next week and we're coming back the following Monday. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's, I think we should do that. Or, that way, or we'll if have... anything, maybe Sunday, because Attack on Titan comes out on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't see the last episode, so I'm also behind. But maybe that's the plan. I'm more behind. So <laughs> we won't be back next week. We'll be back the Monday after, so we can talk about WandaVision and the anime that's come out. Wait, is it just Attack on Titan? Is that the only thing I'm watching right now? Guess so. I mean, we could add another one because I've been meaning to get into Juju No. Oh, yeah. I heard that was good. Yeah, I heard it was good. Yeah, okay. All right, let's check it out. And if you guys have any suggestions, um, email it in. I say that and watch on now. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, this is your suggestion, too. Like, Did you watch it? No. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Because right. I don't know if you guys heard of this app called Clubhouse, but I've been like, <laughs> addic- I've been like addicted to this app like even my own youtube channel is being neglected because i've been i think i mentioned this before or maybe i didn't but i wanted to, i saw uh, you talking about it online but i was like is that a show i don't know what that is what clubhouse oh no 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 i'm, I'm talking about uh no clubhouse is an app but no i was talking about because i wanted to review have out this week uh review on alice on the borderland from netflix mm. it's a show a korean korean drama hmm. and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it this weekend and I'll have the review out on Monday. I've been on Clubhouse nonstop. Then <laughs> I like, I'll, st- I'll, put on, I'll put it on Netflix. I'll pause it real quick. I go to Clubhouse. Then I'm like on it for hours. <laughs> and I haven't watched like not, I watched the first episode, but I haven't watched any of the fucking show. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> and then I don't. And then I do, and like, now it's Wednesday and I still haven't watched the damn show. <laughs> Clubhouse took over Michael's Clubhouse entire took over my life. life. Yeah, 2021. Get out of the clubhouse, Michael. Yeah, I, I, I like being in a club. <laughs> All right. So on that note, I guess we're going to get out of here. Uh, this is your host, Jordan, with Michael. And we will see. Wait, is that even true? Next week. We'll see you sometime. Well, no, the week after. Yeah. So we'll see you the week after next week. It's not sketchy. It <laughs> doesn't sound right. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace out. I mean, I guess we could do that. I think about it. Because I'm like, DC Future State is out. What the hell's that?
You know what I didn't watch? I didn't even watch um the like the uh, Black Batman, the Brazil oh. Brazilian Wonder Woman. What? You don't know shit. I don't know nothing. <laughs> Without Michael Dudes, I got nothing, bro. So I need you. I didn't even watch um Red Sun. There's so many things I didn't watch. I didn't watch Red Sun either. What? So we keep talk about that. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> what are you talking about? I saw clips. It looks good. You know what I think about Tim Fox Batman? Hold on, let me show you the the clip. Tim Fox Batman. No, I don't know. I said a... the clip like it's a video. Is no. this a movie? No, fucking cunt. What? <laughs> See how rude he is to me. <laughs> what did I Tim say? Fox Batman. DC. Oh Future. yeah, no, I saw that. Yeah, DC Future State. Oh wait, so it's a, it's a comic. It's a comic. Oh. Wait, so it's like, not. Uh oh, I don't. It's, I don't it's not read. present day. I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Wait, it's not present day. It's called Future State, so I guess it's in the future. I don't know the full story. Oh. But then there's a uh, Yara Flor, who's a Brazilian Wonder Woman. What? This is her. Huh. Both of those comics just came out this week. That's interesting. Just I'm intrigued just by nature what the fuck's going on in it. Huh. So there's stuff to talk about. And then Nubia is getting her own comic too. For, okay, that's uh, even weirder then. That Nubia and her gets one? DC Future State. Oh, so it's in the same universe thing. Yeah. What? Yeah, I'm really curious then. But this this Nubia is not out yet, but this is... I also wanted to talk yeah. about Dark Side War. Apocalypse War, not Dark Side War. Apocalypse War. The movie. That was like 30 years Yeah, ago. I know it was 30 years ago, <laughs> but it was the end of those animated movie continuities. Like, we, we reviewed a lot of those movies in that continuity. And for it to end the way it did, I thought that would be really interesting to talk about. Oh, I wow. I thought this was fucking World Wars. Like, look at this. Sh- this is a real picture. Remember I was talking about the... Yeah, my, my first instinct was that, was that was like a zombie movie. Yeah, I thought it was a zombie movie. This is a real fucking picture. That's the White House? Uh, the Capitol Building. Oh, so, and these aren't terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> They're scaling a wall. Okay, not terrorists. Got you. Okay. Yeah, going back to what I just showed Jordan, the picture of the, the thing I was talking about, Trump supporters scaling the ca- or protesting and whatever, the Capitol building. <laughs> you see them literally climbing over the walls and shit like that. I don't that. see a sign Like it's hands. a zombie movie. Yeah, no, protesting involves signs yeah, and picketing. Exactly. This, this, is the, like, this is like a storm the Capitol. <laughs> That's terrorist shit. <laughs> Our this, like, this is what I was saying before. I was like, what do you do about these? Like, literally, like the election in Georgia was yesterday. 71% white people voted for, and granted, this is not to say that the, the Democrats are perfect, but like 71% white people voted for candidates that said they don't want to give out $2,000 checks for people that are during this pandemic. For candidates that... Why? For candidates that have been campaigning with members of the KKK. Brent, my mind is blown right now. Why? Why would you vote for that? And 71... It's almost like... Seven, seven, not 31%, not 28%. 71% white people voted for the GOP. And in, in, in that state, again, specifically in Georgia. And literally, the two of them were campaigning with KKK members. Why does it almost and I'm just like, like they vote for things out of and, and, I, and I hear... And I'm like... So tell me again how white people are not a problem in this country and have not been a problem in this country and worldwide. But that seventy percent aren't all rich people. So that's like, what I was saying. They're not it? all. They're not all rich white people. Do they vote out of spite? Like what is it? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I, yeah, I can't get it and you can't neither. Like I don't. What? We're the same team, motherfucker. <laughs> like it's because. But apparently we're not. That's why I'm like. Uh... 
white white people uh, again white people are a problem in america <laughs> not even just america worldwide so i'm like if you're white listening to this podcast check your fucking people oh shit and that's the message from michael x <laughs> that's not michael, yeah, that's michael like, x but, but it's like like literally because as i'm uh, uh, we, i know we said bye like a while yeah no bye but i'm just anyway, like white people <laughs> but, but no like literally as i'm as i'm on clubhouse because i've been in many different groups like uh yeah. Listening to like Korean again. If you don't, if you don't know what Clubhouse is, basically Clubhouse is an iPhone only app for for now because it's still in beta, and uh, it's basically like a live podcast where there's a whole bunch of different rooms with a whole bunch, of, and you listen on your phone. A whole bunch of different people talking, and you can either join or you could just listen, and uh, you could create your own room or you could see what rooms are available and you can join and then you can just listen in. And, but it's, but the only thing is once the, once the room closes or whatever, you can't like go back and listen or like rewind. So like you jump in the middle of a conversation, that's just it. Mm. You just have to listen. So it's basically almost like a radio on your phone. Yeah. And so in that, I was in a whole bunch of different rooms, you know, with black people, with listening to rooms with, uh, Asian people, Korean people, uh, Pacific Islanders, and stuff like that, and just 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 out of curiosity, listening, you know, talking talking. And the main thing I got in a lot of the rooms, like when Korean people and Pacific Islanders, and then even people uh, from like uh, New Zealand, like brown New Zealanders, and uh, people uh, uh, indigenous Australian folk. A lot of the common threads that they were talking about is just how they've been impacted by white supremacy and racism. Mm. And you have people again, people on the other side of the world, Australia, and there's a lot of the stuff that they're they're saying is a lot of common themes that black people say of dealing with white people and and Mm. racism. And then when you listen to the Korean groups and the Asian groups and stuff like that, we're all literally saying like the same shit regarding white white supremacy and how white people have affected us and. The, the scars and shit that we're dealing with. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, white people fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy how, like, just the terminology white, black, good, bad is across the board. It's just if you're darker than white, then the, the association is you're bad, you're evil, you know, you're the other. And it's, it's cross cultural. doesn't have, it's not just American, it's historical throughout human history. If you're dark skinned, you're lesser than. And it's fun because I was it just I, this. This is the way it is. Like I'm not. <laughs> I was watching an episode of Fresh Off the Boat, and they, they even said it on Fresh Off the Boat. They was like, "Yeah, white people are the most dangerous people." I was like, "I agree with that." <laughs> and that I'm sorry. Was, that's the and that's the end of the podcast. This was <laughs> this is actually a preview and, of Michael's and, and political this, podcast. And, <laughs> and this is a message from Black Gay Comic Geek, brought to you by the Hellfire Club. <laughs> <laughs> Michael X. All right. All right. Bye, guys. If you're white, please come back next week. <laughs> only if you're only if you're an accomplice. <laughs> an accomplice. Not an ally, but an accomplice. There's Got a difference. You. Got you. Yeah. What, what's the difference? An ally is like, oh yeah, I'll post a Black Lives Matter square or whatever on Instagram. Uh, but okay. an account, like when you think of like somebody that's an accomplice to murder, they ride with you. Yeah, they're riding with you. They're actually yeah. in the you know doing stuff. That's the white guy in like a racist situation. It's like, hey. I mean, fucking racist over there. You know what yeah, I mean? that's yeah. the white guy yeah. that's calling somebody, you know, calling another white person out or gotcha. the white or the like, the like, because I'm not saying, you know, all white because like there were white people that created the NAACP. There were white people that were part of the, you know, civil rights pro to getting dogs sicked on them and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm not talking about those people. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> the government's calling you right now. Like, <laughs> silence him on the podcast right now. Yeah, <laughs> He's talking too much truth. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, yeah. I'm talking about the word. Well, I'm not racist, but I'm not doing anything. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or the passive observers. Or the Trump supporters. Or whatever. Or the government. No, nah, if you if you support Trump on any level, I'm sorry. You if you're not racist, you're next best thing. <laughs> but anyway, that's the political side done. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> the week after. Yeah, the week after. Right, right, right. Peace. Bye.